Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. I'm uh, really thinking about putting out a tweet of all these Starlinks that I bought and be like, I'm the motherfucking Oprah of Starlinks. But you didn't give any out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I traded for one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I had enough money as Oprah did, I'd be giving shit away too. But she did that shit because it was tax write-offs. But no, for people that are listening, uh, I'm insane. And I already owned a Starlink Battle for Atlas on the Switch. Oh, uh, yeah. That. Yeah, you own you owned four of them. No, 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 no. I originally owned one, and then they went on sale for ten dollars this year. I originally got my first one for like thirty last year, and then I got three more for ten. And I'm pretty sure I've already told this story before, but I don't give a shit. And then, like a couple days after the ten dollars sale, it was like, "Hey, there's six dollars now," and I was like, "I'm buying 10. <laughs> <laughs> and I, what's even worse is they shipped to my door. I didn't even have to go to Best Buy to get them. <laughs> Do they still have them out? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just know that Arlo might have bought the rest of them. <laughs> they're they're just trying to like. I want to think like maybe one day they'll be even if they're worth ten dollars one day. That's a four dollar profit on every one I bought except for the first four. It's insane. They're still six dollars. <laughs> They have a 4.5, like two, 2,300 people have uh, reviewed this on Best Buy. You can't get it online anymore. Oh, you got a, are you sure? Yeah. Mine says add to cart. Uh, Mine says find a store. No, oh, I can still add to cart. Well, I'm not allowed to have nice things. I guess when you buy 10, they just be like, look, Yo. we'll take the, we'll lift it off of you because <laughs> you're an idiot. I mean, I will. I mean, I'll argue that is that figure alone is worth six dollars. <laughs> yeah, and you get a free so. game with it. But. And yeah, but speaking of figures, I spent way too much money this weekend. Where 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 did we go, Chris? Where have we been? <laughs> We've been at Magfest for the last four or five days. I don't, I don't yeah. even know anymore. Fucking time is <laughs> a concept. It's all blur. That Sigma figure is real nice. That Sigma figure is super nice. And I'm Have you super taken it out of the box it. yet? Because I've only seen yeah. it in the box. Yeah. Yeah, I took it out of the box. I'll, uh, it's over in my glass case right now. It's not poseable or anything. Like it's just you know one pose, but it's it's really nice to have like Mega Man X's and Zero's boss like bad guy there with them. Because mm-hmm. oh, you had ha- Mega Man and Zero. Already? Yeah, I have I have the figure arts like D arts ones, the ones that are like one hundred and fifty dollars now. Oh, I had an ex girlfriend. I had an ex girlfriend buy them for me for Christmas one year. That's what's up. And the only one I'm missing is Vile, uh, but he's like one hundred and twenty still. No, Vile. I like Vile out of all of them. Really? Like, Vile, Vile from Mega Man X. Like the first Mega Man X is fantastic. Not, Mega Man X three, not so much, but the first one's great. And he Wait. also comes with. Is Vile the one I'm thinking of from um, 
command mission. He got brought back in those, or he he brought he was got brought back. But in Mega Man X, he's the first boss you fight that you can't beat. Oh, 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 oh. that's not who I'm thinking of at all. Oh, okay, that's the he's Mandalorian the... looking motherfucker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and he's yeah, got the yeah. arm cannon and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of the the third wheel that they brought in. I think. In oh, Mega Axel. Man's... Axel, there you go. He came in, in Mega Man Seven. I think Seven. The first PlayStation Two one. Yeah, because it was Seven, and then they came out with. Command mission, which I still haven't beaten, and then X. Well, wait, X six. What, what system was that on? PlayStation. Was it on PlayStation one? I know X four mm-hmm. and X five were. I didn't know if X six was. Yep. But yeah, X seven is when they brought in Axel. But no, and with his figure, he has like a little like, it looks like a glass of whiskey, like with him, like a little like a little glass of whiskey. Uh, it's probably like some kind of robot juice or whatever it is, but that bitch like you need to look it look it up on Amazon because it has him like posed like sitting at a table just drinking the whiskey. It's really okay. funny. Vile right. in the in the Mega Man X like anime that they had like the little short one was really cool too. He was just like pure like evil. There was a Mega Man X anime. It was like uh, it wasn't like a full length like anime. It was so with the new Mega Man X collection, it's actually on there. And it's like the rise of Sigma. And it shows you from the beginning of when Sigma was like a head, like, lieutenant of... uh, Well, he was a head lieutenant Maverick Hunter. And then, like, it shows, like, Chill Penguin and Storm Eagle part of his brigade and, like, Mega Man and, like, X and Zero and all that stuff. And then it shows him turn. And he shows him become a Maverick and then bring all the bosses with him. And at the end of it, that starts Mega Man X. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's if you have the Mega Man X collection, I think I have it on Switch. It's on there as just a thing you can watch. It's like thirty or thirty-five minutes of all the like. I th- I don't I th- they must have been in like the PSP game or something. They might have been added in, but they're cool. I sat on stream one time and watched them, and people were just like, "This is dope." I was like, "I don't know if I'm supposed to do this, but I don't care." So fuck it. Uh, no, I only have the original Mega Man Legacy collections. I have uh, one too. Big great. Well, you need to get the physical one. You get that Japanese one I told you about. Yep. But, yeah, I bought a bunch of stuff. Uh, bought some artwork. Got a lot of... I got some good games. Uh, I, I That deal on those Game Boy games was pretty good. I got Wario Land, Wario Land 2, Mario Land 2, and Super Mario 3, all Japanese for like 30 bucks. It's not bad. So, no, it's, I, I looked them all up before I bought them. But uh, I do regret not getting in that merchandise line right when we got there because we missed out on the really cool hoodie this year. Yeah. You know, had I noticed that the new MAGFest hoodie got a redesign, because I have the old one from last year. The old one's fine. It's just kind of basic. Yeah, it's minimalistic. Yeah. But that that new one is nice. This was a DK. This was a Donkey Kong Country inspired like logo that instead of like Donkey Kong, it had MAGFest and it was really cool because that was the whole theme for anyone that didn't know anything about MAGFest this year. They usually do like themes. Last year was like their version of Star Fox because they can't you actually use the characters because of licensing issues. So they make their own like Star. It was all about Star Fox last year. And this year it was all about Donkey Kong Country. And uh, you got that really cool button up. That was really I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna wear it tomorrow. I should have wore it on on the uh, the podcast today, but I, I'm gonna wear it tomorrow. Yeah, like it it's, looks it's so fucking cool. dumb. It's got bananas and birds on it all over. 
Like a lot of the other stuff in that package, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. But that thing was super awesome. Well, that and the tie. That's a really nice tie. It came with like Yeah, a, I didn't notice the ties at first. The ties didn't come in until Saturday. Yeah, it had like this silk red tie. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom, yeah. it's in yellow MF. You know, it's, instead, it's, you know, it's cool. Instead of like DK or whatever like that. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what their theme is going to be next year. So, but yeah, I had a super fun time. Uh, we went, we did the Windjammers tournament. That was garbage because I'm garbage at the game. <laughs> Me and Scotty I, both. I, I caught a video of Scotty getting his fucking shit pushed in. Uh, well, I won my man. first. Uh, I won my first uh, match. Set? Yeah, I'm, I won my first set very easily, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be easy." And then the guy like he started like picking up shit. And he started doing the lobs, and I was like, ah, all right, here we go. And then I just got steamrolled, and that put me in the loser's bracket. And then the second fight did not go. That guy knew what he was doing, but it was fun. I want to. That game is that's the first time I've ever played that game on uh, arcade. Uh, you know, I I've never played Windjammers. Chris tried getting me into playing the uh, the horror themed version. I've never seen that. He said that you played him with it. It was like the zombie bear, and you throw the axe. Oh, uh, that's Log Runners. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 like Windjammers, but it's a little little different. I I wasn't fully on board with it, but it was it's okay. It's a really loose game. I don't know if it's like regular Windjammers, but that is very difficult to control. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was used to wind jammers, and but no, the inputs on wind jammers is easier. Like doing the quarter, like the half circles, to do like law, like your 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 drifting throws, and then like just to do your specials and stuff like that. Uh, I was listening to Giant Bombcast, and they were talking about wind jammers two, and wind jammers two is actually going to have special bars, it's like oh, special cool. meter. Yeah, they're going to have special meters. So, and that's uh, slotted to come out sometime later this year. So that's what's up. I'm excited for that. Hopefully they put it in a lobby system. So that's the one thing that was wrong with this version was uh, when I was doing it for uh, Thursday Night Throwdowns, I always had to be playing. Otherwise, we couldn't see a game. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I think that's been a major thing that people have been telling them about. So hopefully they they remedy that in the the next in the sequel. So but I played Killer Queen for the first time. Uh, We got a team of me, Scotty, Scotty. Scotty's friend AJ and Ashley and uh, our buddy Connor because you were off you were supposed to be on the team but uh you were off doing stuff so we I, were like Connor I sub had in responsibilities yeah Connor was no Connor was fine for two for so our team uh first round we demolished them uh second round we lost and got put in the losers bracket and then our third round we won super close by like a millisecond we won and then the last one we got r- royally wrecked, but for the game being where two people only play it once a year, the other two people have never played it before. We did pretty good. Yeah, no, we played a that few game casuals. is that game's we, fucking fun. Yeah, we played a few casuals on that one, uh, like after you guys had already played it, and I'm a really good worker bee. Just yeah, I was. I was economy. Yeah, just just focus on getting the berries into the wall. Yeah, because uh, I just can't. I I don't understand the concept of being the queen because all she does is fly around and you drop, and I'm just like, eh. The drop move is what's really good. 
because yeah. nobody else can do the drop move. The I warriors mean, just auto like swipe when you get by something you can attack. But she like that auto, like the the nose dive, like the Zelda dive. That's an input that you could do. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I so was... you can just so yeah, you can do it whenever you want to. So that's why the queen's so important. Because the time that I played the queen, it, I didn't feel me do it. Like I kept on uh-huh. trying to do it, and the input didn't work. But well, that makes Scott a lot or, more sense. Yeah, I asked AJ. So basically, she's the only character that has like an an actual attack that you can input. Because like I said, the other the 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 warriors they only attack if you just get close to something that they can attack. But I heard in uh, AJ was telling me in Killer Queen Black, there's one less player, so it's only four players, mm-hmm. and there's a new warrior class where it's a flail. Yeah, and he. Like the mace, and they swing it around. Yeah, and it's always swinging. And he said it's really hard to get in on that because mm-hmm. it's always swinging. So it's really rough. But that's something in the future that we're going to be playing on Thursday night. Throwdown will be Killer Queen. So it should be fun. That killer. So we showed up for the Killer Queen Black tournament, and the TO just never showed up. <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, but. And some guy was some enthusiast was like, I'm making my own tournament. Me and AJ were actually like, goodbye. <laughs> nope, not doing that. Like, Ashley and AJ were like, we're going to go get our skank on because a Skatoon network was playing. And Scotty and uh, Rachel were up there. So they ran up there real quick. You know, if I had known like who Skatoon network was, because I've mm-hmm. seen him. I've seen him on YouTube. He makes awesome fucking music. I, I would have went to that him. show. Yeah, he's he's really, really good. I never went to him. I didn't see his show, but I bought his merch because <laughs> so Scotty made me. <laughs> Scotty's very persuasive when he's had a beer or two. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, do it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> nah, them, Proto Men, Bit Brigade, uh, all uh, was it? playing. Uh, it was Power Glove, not Bit, Bit, Bit Brigade wasn't there this year. Oh, for some reason I thought I saw them. They were there last year, and I I, I think Scotty said mad or not magical guest, uh, musical guest. They don't they don't get to come back like back to back. They staggered them out. Yeah, they staggered. Like last year, Mega Ran was an official like musical guest, and this year I don't think he was an official musical guest, but he was still there. That's cool. So, but uh, yeah, I ended up not going to the Proto Man or the Power Glove uh, concerts because one, I had been drinking since like ten a.m. that day. And this was like ten, like nine o'clock at night, and there was two lines. There was the the bag line where you're, if you had a bag, you had to get it checked because I'm pretty sure they were going to check for alcohol. And then the other line was the bagless line, but both of the lines were like so long, it was ridiculous. Fuck that. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the Danny DeVito shrine? Okay, yo. <laughs> you know, I was going to save it for later, but now that you bring it up. So, down near, like, the main convention area. Yeah. Uh, like, just, like, off in this corner, near the, <laughs> on the way out, near the escalators, there is this huge shrine dedicated to Danny DeVito. And it's just, like, pictures of him sprinkled across. And people would just drop anything. Just Magic cards, of, food, money. Uh, booze, beer fucking condoms uh there was a lot of stuff and money people legit leaving money and i had i had brought my friend kiki on saturday 
I think it was Saturday that this ended up happening. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, Kiki, I got to show you something. And I bring her to the shrine. <laughs> it is. It is huge. There's like fruit snacks on top of it. It's like grown like three feet tall. Yeah. It's dumb. Because we saw it Friday chick. and it was like, yeah. it was kind of small. No, nah, this thing like expanded in size three times over. <laughs> this fucking chick dressed up as like, uh, like Sonic. Like a two-bit Sonic. Oh, yeah. Like, sees the money. is like, is that $6? Dude. Gets she- on her hands and knees and starts digging through there. And everyone was just like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. And she's like, bitch, the money is money. I can't wait to tell my husband I took $6 from Danny DeVito. It wow. just scampers off. I'm like, wow. What a I had bitch. My- I had my hand on my camera and I didn't do shit. Oh, you dummy. <laughs> you should have recorded so, it. I was so just dumbfounded. Shocked. You you're a rookie. You got to get yeah, you got to yeah, just clearly. it should be instinct to put that camera up to your eyes anytime you see anything. You got to shout world star. I got to start doing that <laughs> just for everything. What do white is that that what do white people shout out? Uh they fake it. They pretend. They f- <laughs> They fake it. World <laughs> star. <laughs> uh, no, the setup cool. of the setup of Magfest was la- a lot like last year, but they switched two rooms. Uh, they switched the indie and the dealers room. Like they just literally switched those two. And uh, but no, it was fun. Like dealers rooms always fucking packed. Indie room is where we spent a lot of our time. You know, I was less impressed with the merchandise room or the dealers was- room. This year, yeah, um, there wasn't a, like a lot of f- places you could get figures and stuff like that, or statues. There was a lot of artists, which is good because there was a lot of good art there. Yeah. But I only have so many walls. <laughs> yeah, my wife would have fucking killed me. The, there, that super yeah. star destroyer. Yeah, you know, there was this one uh, table all the way in the back, and he had like this five or six foot print. Of like super star destroyers and the Normandy from Mass Effect, the Slave One, uh, the Serenity just, from Firefly. Yeah, uh, just a bunch of really good detailed shit. But the dude wanted like three hundred dollars for it. He was like, "Yo, two fifty, and you walk out with it on Sunday." I'm like, "Yeah, but for a five foot print, that's pretty good." <laughs> no, it's really good. But my wife would have fucking slaughtered me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah! In a heartbeat, our buddy Connor though he got the smaller version. Yeah, he, like we saw him, like we saw him. He bought that, and then he was like, "I'm out. I'm broke. Mon- I-, I don't have any more money." <laughs> but he also bought like the entire set of the uh, the Pokemon. Yeah, prints. Like he got so, every single region. It was like Kanto, Johto. Yeah, Owen. let me see if I can. Uh, I want to plug them real quick, uh, but. Yeah, that he bought some really cool ones. We can throw a link up in the uh, podcast description too. But uh, yeah, I bought one of the uh, I bought the Johto one, but they look super super nice. And yeah, I don't know, man. Like there was a ton, of, like I said, a ton of art. But and I bought some. Let me see, region print. It was a it's a guy on Etsy. Here we go. Go to region. Here we go. Okay, so the artist's name is Eyes on Fire Art on Etsy. You can go check them out. 
and they're really cool. Like the Johto region is because the Johto region was all like Japanese based and all that stuff. So you have like the tower, the burn tower in the background, and then you have the the other tower. I can't remember what it's called. But then you have like the Umbreon and Espeon in the foreground because that was the first iteration of those. It looks mm-hmm. really, really cool. And uh, that's the one I bought. Uh, yeah, but Connor bought all of them. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like the Kanto and the Johto look cool, but that's because I'm old school. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get this Johto region one. And But no, Connor was like, I bought them all. <laughs> I, was, I was partial to the Unova region. That's the third. That's the fifth generation yeah i'm partial to black and white yeah well black and white was really good too so yeah uh but no connor was a fucking joy this weekend man he had us laughing like all fucking weekend i don't know if we can actually tell the joke on here but Uh, if if he's listening he knows the joke that we're talking about (laughs) yeah that (laughs) that fucker is that fucker is funny man like we don't hear from him for like six months and then we show up and he's just the same as ever but uh yeah so saturday so we i got there thursday and you picked me up and that was an ordeal just you trying to find me at the airport (laughs) no because fucking reagan national airport is the most ass backwards fucking airport that i've ever fucking been to like Uh there's no arrivals there's no departures it's terminal A, B, and C. They all lead to parking garages, and there's no other fucking sign that like says, "Hey, the other terminals, the actual terminals, yo, yeah. go here." <laughs> yeah. Like I, I mean, had that to was go. Fine. Well, yeah, it was fine after the thirty <laughs> minutes that I've been driving around in circles looking for you. Like, well, what was bad is two too, different parking garages. We got there early because we hit a tailwind coming out of Chicago. So we got there 30 minutes early. So I got to Reg. I was supposed to get there at 1130. I got there at 11 and I was like, hey, man, I'm out here. And I, he was, you were like, OK, I'm on my way. And I was like, all right, I'm out here by this. And you were like, hey, go back in because I'm still a little ways away. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, but what's funny is when I was sitting for like waiting on you, I was like sitting in one of the like the bus pickup areas. And uh, I just look up and there's Pat. Pat uh, Boyvin uh, just walked sure by and I was Boven? like, you sure no, it's Boven? Bo- are you sure it's not Boven? <laughs> <laughs> but no, from uh, Pat stares at shit in Castle Super. He just walked by me. I was like, oh, hey, there he goes. And uh, but yeah, so we got picked up and Thursday we were going to go. But like by the time like we went to because like, you took me to a bunch of places like you took me to some uh, you took me to a dope ass Korean grocery store. That had the best fucking, some of the best fucking like Asian inspired chicken wings I've ever had in my life. Yeah, those fried chicken, that fried chicken is fucking dope. It's like a sweet, it's like a honey soy sauce uh, glaze that they put on it. Yeah, it's super good. That shit was so good. Uh, I You took me to Second and Charles. I've never been to one of those before. It's a Hastings. uh, Yeah, it's a Hastings without the cafe. So, and uh, so that was cool. But by the time we got back to your place and like I met your family and all that stuff, it was like what seven, and we were like, "Ish, right. yeah." And I was like, I looked at you, I was like, "Well, it's like a forty-five minute drive. Do you want to go?" And we were like, "Nah, we'll just hit it up in the morning." So most of that night was scanning in Game Boy games on the Retro Freak. So yep, <laughs> my Retro Freak library is fucking huge. I was playing Rockman Seven today. That game's right so on. good. I'm like, glad it actually scanned because I was thinking of like, man, this would suck if you were to scan all that shit. 
and it just not work. Well, the reason it took so long is I tested every game after I scanned it to make sure it would okay. at least it would at least boot. Okay. So it might fuck up later down the road, but I mean that's why I need to start buying my own copies of shit. So, but the temptation yeah. when you go to those things to just start buying shit right away is really hard. Because we went to the fan gamer booth because they had a uh, they had a booth right next to the merch table or the merch booth. And it was just like, oh, man, they got like Banjo Kazooie shit and Bomberman shit and like Dark Souls shit and all this other cool shit. Like, that's what your hoodie that you're uh, you're. Oh, gear. yeah. 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 My, the, yeah. So I was upset because they didn't have the fucking Dark Souls one. Like, because I was didn't have it when you went Dark up there. Souls, nah, they didn't have it in my size. They it was just like, oh. Oh, Sorry, okay. we don't have the shipment in yet. And then they just never got the shipment in because I would have yeah, totally and, bought the Dark Souls hoodie. And then they just totally sold out too. Yeah, I mean this this Metal Gear one is really really good. Yeah, and I uh, also I, ended up I, getting. I, get uh, I should have got one. I also got Scotty the uh, the Bomberman one. You're welcome for my service, sir. <laughs> I bought the Bomberman plushie and I still haven't decided if I was going to give it to him or not because I was like, this plushie is kind of cute. I like this. <laughs> so, well, did you give it to him? No, it's here with me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting. I don't know if you can see it. It's sitting. Right I see there. it. I see yeah, it. It's right there. <laughs> oh, surprise, Scotty. You were supposed to get something else. Nah, he got back. He was happy with that. So, okay. But. And then, uh, but yeah, Friday was fun. Like we met up with everybody. We waited, like we were there 12 hours and then we waited until Scotty got there. We were like, Hey Scotty, how's it going? Bye. We're going home. (laughs) Yeah. But no, Saturday was the fun day. Saturday was good. Like one thing that really pissed me off was having to go back and forth between the arcade and the console Why don't they put them next to each other? Common like common sense is not a common virtue. I don't I don't fucking get it. Like, maybe maybe they feel like I could see like maybe putting the marketplace on one of those end ones because everyone's gonna have yeah. a marketplace. I yeah. wouldn't put the indie room on an end one because I feel like if you don't have high traffic, putting the indie in one of the middle ones is a good idea so that there's high traffic in the indie area. Right. Like, I would have put the marketplace on one end. Have the arcade and the uh, the console room on the other end. Like have one wall. Like it doesn't matter what order. You just yeah. put them together, and then the indie room in the middle, and then the marketplace on the other. You know, end. I wonder if they do it because of because uh, the console or the arcade room has a lot of tournaments where they have like announcements and shit like that. So maybe they do it because of sound issues. They don't want like it being well, too loud on one side. That's fine. It could still stay on a fucking wall. I'm just yeah. saying. Like there wasn't. Maybe. I don't think that there was any tournament. We outside fat. Of Smash. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there was any tournaments outside of Smash that was in you the ne- console room. Which you by never the let way, us go to the Smash corner. <laughs> no, because it fucking smells. It you smells don't like, know that. You've never been over smelled, there. <laughs> it smelled like dick cheese. No. Yes, it did. Uh, I'm gonna take your advice on that one. You got to play Donkey Kong Jungle Beat for the first time. We played that for a total of five minutes. <laughs> I brought Kiki back to it on Did you? Saturday or Sunday. It was all right. Yo, we, let me tell you how, uh, how proud I am of our boy Connor. Because so the thing I found out was I did not know that Mario Kart Double Dash had a land mode. Yeah. And uh, they had like six GameCubes hooked up on one row. And they were just cooked it all up to land. And when uh, me and Connor said I was... This was like Saturday night, so I was buzzed 
Connor was telling me having to tell me how to play. He was like, "All right, shoot the item now." I was like, "Okay," and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like he was like, because it's really finicky to get all of the like if something happens and one of the game cubes drops, everyone mm-hmm. has to stop. You have to back. You basically have to reset the game cubes. You have to because if you don't land up quick enough, they won't all sync together and all that. And Connor was just like. He's like, all right, everyone, this is what we got to do. And then someone messed up. He's like, who the fuck hit a button? (laughs) He's like, everybody reset and no one touched nothing. (laughs) So me and Connor are playing. So Connor puts on co-op mode so that people that are playing, uh, you play two players on one cart. Okay. So uh, we're playing and I was like, damn, Connor, we're good. Like we got first like five times in a row. And finally someone goes, yo, we can't use items. (laughs) <laughs> and I, we were like, what? So the people that weren't playing with two people on one character, they couldn't use the items unless they were grabbing another controller. And some of the GameCubes didn't have two controllers hooked up to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Connor, I was like, Connor, I think it's because you, could, you could put co-op on. I was like, it's fine. I'll back off and you just play. He was like, sorry, guys. I was like, yeah, we thought we were better than we actually were. <laughs> so... And then Connor just proceeds to whoop ass because that he's. I thought I was good at double dash, but Connor's much better at double dash. It's like duck game. Yeah. Like he's, oh. he's a naturally good at that fucking game, man. Yeah. Oh, also, should we talk about how we beat the shit out of Mega Visions Chris in Halo Two? Um. <laughs> so we know that that's not completely true. This is our podcast. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> what I will say is that after the first two games of teabagging the shit out of him he proceeded <laughs> to target me every single chance he got he see like that weird kid in the sephiroth costume and he was like nah fuck that kid connor nah fuck him where's chris oh that Come guy here. was that guy was dressed up as sephiroth i don't know he had long hair he was dressed in black all weeds look alike i don't know what to tell i you. just walked up on you guys and i was like hey guys because i i don't know what i lost everybody and i was just like sipping rum everywhere i went so yeah, like that was funny the rum man that was funny Although, as shit because yeah that rum is good as shit i told you it's my favorite it's the only rum i can drink straight we're talking about captain morgan's private stock for people that are yeah. listening that shit's yeah. good it's very it's got tons of sugar in it like you could taste it Mm-hmm. But it's it's like a very caramely spiced rum, and uh, that shit's dangerous for me. But we uh, we were we were sitting there waiting for the Windjammers tournament. I was like, I was sipping because I would squat down and like grab it out of my backpack and just sip real quick. Because I more than likely you're probably not supposed to have booze in those areas, but whatever. And I was like, hey, Scotty, you want to take a swig of this? And he's like, sure. And he takes a big swig and he goes, that's all rum. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, why? Because he, he goes, <coughs> like, and I was like, you all right? He's like, you didn't mix it? I was like, why mix it? Like, it tastes good by itself. Just take it by itself. I'm trying to get fucked up. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a really cool time. Uh, I waited with a lot of the stuff for the marketplace, especially the Sigma figure. I waited until the last day and I was able to get it for $10 off. So I got it for like 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. Didn't and, uh, you get the ultimate father and son combo? I did. So uh, one of the stories you s- took me to, they have I'm really big into the band Presto, uh, Dragon Ball Z and My Hero Academia figures because they're really good figures for like twenty five bucks. And like I got I've got hold on one second. I put them together. So the Gohan's a little bit smaller because it's uh, kid, Gohan. you know, it's, it's kid Gohan. It's it's the best kid Gohan. Like it's 
you know, Super Saiyan, when he goes Super Saiyan 2 and all that shit, which is probably pre-Super Saiyan 2, whatever. And then we got the best dad, Mr. Piccolo here. I have one, two, three, four Piccolo figures. <laughs> like, I like Piccolo. But uh, this is It just the, sounds like you're hungry for a father figure. Uh, that's me, and I have a nice dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is the new set that uh, Banpresto, they're doing. It's called the Master and Pupil series. And uh, they have this series is Piccolo and Gohan. And it's Gohan, of course, in the Piccolo gear. I think another one is uh, Teen Gohan and like Super Saiyan 3 Goku. Uh, that one's not as cool because it doesn't have Piccolo in it. So, <laughs> but I thought I bought it and on the back of it, it shows both of them. I was like, cool, 25 bucks for two figures. And what was it? I opened it up in front of you. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> we only got one. And I got super fucking lucky because I had bought the Piccolo at that store. And then when I went to that place that had the Sigma figure, they had the Gohan. And I was like, and they, it wasn't like a jacked up price. Like it was 25 bucks. Like they all go for. So I was like, yep. I almost spent $150 on a Play Arts Predator figure, but I didn't. Yeah. So you know the Play Arts series, right? Yeah. It's the ones of like Mega, or not Mega Man, but like Iron Man, Thor, you know, the ones we talked about when we were at the shop. Yeah. They had a bunch of them at that one big anime shop that was right there by the arcade door where the Sigma was. Mm. And, uh, they had like, they had like a couple Batman. They had a Joker. They had Spider-Man and Venom. And those would have been super fucking dope to have because I love the duo of Spider-Man and Venom, even though they're like, sometimes they have to work together to beat Carnage, but they're, you know, Venom's a great, like, anti-hero and all that shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was a $150 Predator one, and it was fucking dope. Like, I almost, I was like, mm, no, I can't do it. Like, if I wanted a d- divorce, I would, but <laughs> no, but. Yeah, there's that one guy. I I don't know. It's not called. Is it New York? No, New York Games is the one that was on the opposite side of the anime booth. Uh, the one that we got the imports from. I don't know. I can't remember what his booth is called. He's been at too many games. He was at Magfest the year before, uh, and he's got. He usually has some good stuff. Reasonably priced on some things. Some things. Talking not about so the guy much. that you got the four Japanese games from, right? Yeah, yeah. That had the Japanese Ocarina of Time version 1.0. That yeah, I Scotty, probably should have bought. You you didn't buy that? Nah, I didn't buy it. Dude. That's the one that you can speed run. I know, but it's Japanese. Yeah. You don't I can't need to read. read it. You know what it says? I can't you know read English. How many times did you... Be- <laughs> I haven't beaten Ocarina of Time as many times as you think I have. Okay. I beat yeah, Majora's Mask more than I beat my Ocarina of Time. Yeah, but that's a bad game. <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> Is this what we're going to do today? We're going to fight? <laughs> oh, man. But no, you're not uh, You're not really big on the buying a bunch of shit, though. So you're like the opposite of me. I, my, I spend like, a lot of money at places like Too Many Games. The actual, like, places that you should spend money at. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not a huge print guy. Um, I have to really, really like it. And I like mm. things more uh, outside of video games, like right. I like music-based ones. Like I have a big old MF Doom uh, yeah. poster in my uh, my living room. Um, 
my Dark Souls canvas. Yeah, that you thing's know, pretty dope. Like, I want to live in your basement. Like, it's pretty it's, dope. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like, this is only like a third. A very small room in the yeah. basement. It's it's pretty great. I'm really proud of myself. But I got to try Bojangles for the first time. Bojangles was pretty good. I I don't understand why people say they don't like Bojangles. Like it's not good for you. But no, you don't go to Bojangles to get good food. Like well, healthy food. Yeah, no, but fucking like I didn't know that they had jambalaya rice. That was amazing. That shit was uh, so good. I'm sorry that like you don't like cum covered blueberry biscuits, but those things were <laughs> fucking good. Those things you know, I wasn't really sure good. if you liked that because you only had like two bites of it and you were like, it's very right, rich. Done. So I don't eat that much sugar like that anymore. And I can't handle a lot of it anymore. Okay. Uh, I'll take a couple bites and I'm like, oh man, that's really good. But like, I got to back off for a little bit. Okay. And, uh, but no, I ate the shit out of that, that chicken, mm-hmm. uh, fried or chicken, dirty rice. That shit yeah. was good. Uh, what else did I, I didn't eat. What else did I eat? That was like different. That English place you took me to that had the bangers and mash was pretty good too. Oh, the bar. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, again, I forget the name of that place all the fucking time. It wasn't fire. Uh, not fire lane. Something lane. Park lane. No, Park I don't lane, know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it, it was good. It was some good bangers and mash. Yeah. That's Even though my they brought us bar. three. <laughs> Look, the fat kid in me would have taken it, but yeah, trying to trying to watch my figure, watch it get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, obviously we're just talking about the stuff we've done because we do have a segment that we're going to do here in a minute that uh, we're going to go over the indie games and all that stuff. But do you have anything else that you want to talk about that uh, we did? I mean. Outside of the indie games, I was really just focusing on the different arcades I don't get a chance to play. Yeah. Uh, I love Rival Schools. I know that I own Rival Schools, but I prefer it on cab. Same thing with Third Strike. Um, the cabs are like just going into an area and seeing all those people at cabinets is super dope. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, if there's one other cabinet that I really, really want, it's a candy cab, like a Naomi candy cab. Dude, I either want the uh, the Astro cab, the candy cab, or the Blast Cities that cab. Like all those cabs, kind of look a little bit similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the candy cab, those are so nice. Like, but you got to drop at least, I would say, at least three grand on one. Yeah, but it would be yeah. nice to have. And the reason is, is because like with the Naomi's, and I I could be mistaken. Probably Jason can correct me on it. But um, like Rival Schools, Third Strike, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Guilty Gear, all those games came out during a very short time frame, like a, a, a yeah. snippet of a, like a five to seven year time frame. And they all can play on those on those cabinets. Windjammers can too. That's yeah. what we that's what the tournament was on was on Jason's uh his uh his team I guess it's a team or like company that he works with it's called mm-hmm. Psychic Drive yeah. and uh they had like they supplied the candy cab I think those were the candy cabs for the Windjammers tournament. Yeah. And but- you also found out that you could put a Windjammers card in your Neo Geo cab and you were like what? <laughs> yeah, I got to get that. Yeah, something's getting switched out. <laughs> uh 
probably probably like not burning angels i keep on saying that's that's the porn company um it is i don't know the shoot 'em up whatever shoot 'em up i have in yeah it's gone oh can we talk about how uh what was the game fighting vipers oh that game is fucking bullshit I played as a fucking bear that had no like animations. Yeah, he just floated you around like a fucking top. <laughs> like you didn't do shit. I think I beat Chris three times. He's like, all right, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> like I see, I don't even play Fighting Vipers. I own it. I played yeah. it like once to be like, okay, this is kind of lame. Um, no, that game is bullshit. <laughs> there it's is a whack. character that is just fucking Vasquez from Aliens, like 100 yeah. percent Vasquez. Yeah. But um, but no. Besides that, I played a lot of. They didn't have a console version of Guilty Gear, and yeah. the arcade version that they had was the American arcade with the really bad button layout. Yeah. So they, uh, no, they did have. They had a console one, but it was always somebody on it. No, mm, it was not one the of the Xard. Okay, not it was it, not X. It was an older. It was like Accent Core or something like oh, one of the older ones. I didn't see the accent core. It was over like uh, it was by the Tekken where everyone was playing Tekken in that like far corner on the consoles. Ones there was sure that that wasn't the original Guilty Gear. It like I said, it was just it was an old Guilty Gear. I don't know which one it was though. So the one that I saw was the OG Guilty Gear. It might have been that one. Then it was in the PlayStation area. It was in the PlayStation area. So that was probably the old OG Guilty Gear because that game is really difficult to play because you one you know. I, your move set is limited because mm-hmm. there was so much of an expansion between uh, OG and X and then right. X two. Um, the fact that you can just throw instant kills out there and then you have to <laughs> input a command on the fly, yeah, in hopes to like not fucking die is really fucking annoying. Yeah. So most people don't play that one. However, I played a lot of Blaze Blue. Because you there did. was nothing else to play, and <laughs> that's all, there was tons still, of shit to play. There was just something that was there was nothing else you wanted to play. I'm still really good at that game. <laughs> I had a lot of people sit down with me and be like, "Oh, please, blue, let me get in there." And I'm mm. like, "All right, mm, okay, let's see." <laughs> like I, I juggled Crushing the poor dreams. kid for like 15 minutes. Like it was terrible. It was I texted you. I was like, "Where are you at?" You like got tired of beating ass and Blaze Blue, so I yeah. left. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, I remember that night I was giving you shit because I was like super fucking tired and I was like melatonin, like getting sleepy, and you were yeah. really bad at Super Mario Three. It is because you put one of the filters on that gave the game an input lag. Really. Yeah, so I was when I was downloading games, I was like, okay, maybe it's just like Super Mario World. I went in and was testing it. I was like, okay, this is weird. I don't know why it's like a milli- like it was like not a full second, but it was noticeable. So when I was playing Rockman uh, 7 today, I was like, what the fuck is this lag? I've never had this lag before. And I turned that filter off that you put it on. I put it on no filter, fixed it automatically. I knew I'm not shit at that game. <laughs> You were that night. <laughs> nah, fuck that. I was being really mean, too. I was like, like you were dying. I was like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> How'd you let the boo-boo kill you, you fucking dummy? Uh, that doesn't bother me. And then I passed out 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, you you died. Um, God damn, that annoys me. Okay, wh- whatever. 
All right, let's get on to one of the. You were working more than I was this weekend, but we've played. I was. We played a lot of really good indie games at MacFest, man. Yeah, like a lot of good ones. This year's uh, indie video game showcase, one hundred times better. And like last year wasn't bad, but this year was just really, really good. Um, I'm actually opening up all the ones that I played. Almost done. I'm playing most of them. I'm playing the the gameplay of blood hashtag blood right now. I I didn't play as many as you, but I played some fucking bangers, man. I played some real fun ones. Let's just start into the first one that we just walked up to when there was no developers in in the, in the indie room. Oh, I was going to go in alphabetical order because I do not remember the first one that we walked up to. Uh, it had I some, have... uh, it had some cows in it. Oh, Okay, <laughs> but if so, you want to go alphabetical, we can go alphabetical if you want. Let's to. go alphabetical. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so starting off, I've seen them at Magfest last year, at 2019. I saw them at too many games. Um, I'm slightly disappointed that they didn't add anything new. Uh, was it but the we same saw, build? Yeah, it was the same build. We saw Blood by Exit 73 Studios. Um, it's it's a uh, to me it plays like the Legend of Zelda. Okay. You know, you go, it's kind of like your top-down adventuring. You right. find items, you use it to kill the boss. Um, but what's really cool about them is that this is a studio that has worked on, like, OK Go. Yeah. Uh, like, the uh, the video game that they did. Uh, they worked on Nick Jr. apps animations. They worked with uh, Angry Video Game Nerd on some of their animations. Oh, wow. Um, but with this build, the only thing that they really added was an additional boss fight. It was like a robot. Ah, it shoots okay. balls at you. That's but it was it. really easy. <laughs> ah, gotcha. So I, I get it. They're uh, they're an independent studio. They got to do other things to make ends meet and shit like that. But I was really hoping to see more. So I guess when we go to too many games this year, mm-hmm. um, you know, fingers crossed. Maybe we'll see. Oh, uh, one thing that we didn't, it wasn't like technically an indie game because it's already been out. But we we sat down and played that uh, Micro Mages game, and uh, oh yeah, that game is great. I that game's physical carts are like fifty bucks from the UK, and I think I'm gonna order one because that game's super Same. fun. That Same. game is super fun. That game is great. I didn't play Blood. There's a lot on this list that I didn't play that you did, but uh, I'll chime in on some of the ones, and I added a couple to my list uh, that weren't on your list. But I kept it in alphabetical order, so I'll I'll jump in on those. But no, blood looks interesting. Like uh, I de- I've I've been to two conventions now where it's at, and I still have not sat down and played it. <laughs> you you should give it a shot. I took Chris over to go check it out, and he he really dug it. The animation for the, that I the would argue great. that it's probably like one of the top three developers that were there uh, as far as animation is concerned. Like, what's what's funny is in this trailer that we're looking or this like little gameplay thing it has so do did this does this team also work on Neon Krieger Yamato because uh, no, they do not. there's a poster in like the it's like a thing in the game where you walk up as the main character I guess the main character's name is Becky and you walk up and she yells out when is this game coming out and I don't know if that's like a nod to them or something like that but yeah it's a it's a poster it says Neon Krieger Yamato and all that stuff 
Oh, really? Yeah, it's in the it's in the 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 video that's on the Macfest website. That's pretty cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah, because I was like, hey, we played that game. We played a lot of that game actually. Yeah, they were yeah. there this year, I think, too, weren't they? They were. I didn't get a chance to sit down with them, and they surprisingly they didn't. Uh, did they list them? I didn't check. They didn't list them on the website. Maybe they were just there. I guess. Um, they weren't really promoting anything, and the thing is, is that when I spoke to the developer or one of the developers or animators for Neon Krieger, um, they'd said, you know, wish list it, because I remember at uh, too many games, he was just like, I work on it when I can. There's oh, no okay. specified release date, and I really, really wish that he would like put it like green light it, you know, yeah. just put it in early access so that. I can at least play what's available because that's a really good game too. Yeah, There's, that game has a lot of cool modes too. Yeah, because we played it. We played it for probably at least half an hour at too many games. Yeah, that so. game is great. A little bit, a little bit difficult learning how to play, but that afterwards, yeah. that game was real good. The boss fights. Yeah, the boss fights were real good. Really and then when complex. he was showing us stuff too, like he was showing us like combos and shit, we were like, oh, we were mm-hmm. playing this game in completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, anyway, next game, Adventures of Chris by Gwyn Entertainment, LLC. So. <laughs> I I'm wasn't feeling this nothing, one that much. Nothing but positive. Okay. Nothing but positive. Because here's the thing. That is a legitimately good game. Yes. I may not like the aesthetic of it, uh-huh. but, but I cannot say that the animations aren't great. That game is beautifully animated. Um, it looks like it feels good to do things, like to do the belly bounce and to do like the punches yeah, no, and stuff like, like that. The controls in that game is tight. So The Adventures of Chris is kind of like a uh, uh, like a Mega Man-inspired Metroidvania. So you'd run around, you get different abilities, you have to go back to other worlds and use yeah. those abilities to unlock different things or, you know, advance the story or, you know, unlock different areas in each world. Right. Um, you play as this chubby kid named Chris who has abilities like throwing fire or turning into a balloon, uh, doing the belly bounce thing. Uh, it's the... The challenge level of this game is rather high. Yeah. And I like that. I do like that for platformers because I think that platformers nowadays, um, they try to hide the challenge in like this pseudo RPG system. Yeah. Like you play Shantae and the game isn't really hard. They just make enemies have more health or do more damage. Yeah. But like when you have actual platforming like old school platforming games like they really try to push the limits on what it is that you can do right and like every single time you die you know it's your fault yeah like just just because you got comfortable with the spacing of the platforms and you fall off doesn't mean it's the game's fault that's your fault or you got greedy which happens yeah when i I first started playing Mega Man, that uh that was like because mario you can be pretty greedy in most of the early mario games yeah, uh, but with Mega Man, you get greedy, you die. You die. That's, that's it. It's over. And each time that you get a new ability, they spend a lot of time showing you they all do, the different yeah. ways to use that ability. So, like, 
when I used the belly bounce. It was just like, hey, we're going to do this entire section where you have to use the belly bounce to negate damage. And yeah. here's another section where we do the belly bounce to get to higher areas. So it's it's really intuitive. It's really good in teaching the player, you know, about those skills and getting them used to, you know, what works for them. Right. Kiki played That's a lot of this too. She did. She really enjoyed it. And you know what? Regardless of how I feel on it, I think it's a good game. So okay. that's that's what I'm gonna say. Cool. I didn't sit down to play this one. I wasn't I just didn't really feel it, which probably I should not do that mentality anymore. I just need to sit down and play everything. Just yeah. to be like, because there might be something you're just like, oh. You never know. You honestly never know. Like, like I said, with the one that we're going to talk about later, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this because of the aesthetic. And then I sat down. I was like, oh, shit, this is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, The next game I'm going to talk about is Avaria Ghost of the Immortal I, by Juncture I, Media. I didn't mess with this one at all. Okay. So I actually did not get the chance to play this. Um, I'm only bringing it up because I played the build that they had at too many games. I think they were at too many games, but they were definitely at MAGFest 2019, and it was Avaria Versus. It was originally supposed to be a multiplayer, like, turn-based RPG. Yeah. Where you'd have, like, I don't know if it was supposed to have gotcha mechanics, but you would have, like, these different characters, and you would build your team. And okay. they just go back and forth. It's it's kind of like Pokemon, sort of, like, in the most basic of terms it's a pretty game it looks good but now uh ghost of the immortal looks like they are implementing a single player storyline and i'm really interested to play it so i reached out to the developer see if they can give me a demo or a uh, press kit for it because uh-huh. i'm really interested in playing this unfortunately i just did not get the chance yeah. there's a lot there was a lot of people that didn't uh didn't have press kits this year yeah I don't know if they're yeah, just was, starting off and they don't have them yet or what's going on. Yeah. You know what? Even what last year, even with guys that were just getting started up and like the example I'm going to give is my buddies over at Burning Sky Games for their game Runaway. Mm-hmm. Um, even they had a press kit and, you know, that was it's you know, it's a fairly it was a fairly bare bones game. They only had like one little aspect of the game that they can show off. Right. Um, Which. You know, I reached out to them earlier today. They're still, you know, chugging along. Right. That's but cool. uh, it was surprised that they didn't. I'm not going to say that they should have been more prepared yeah. um, because I, I know how these things go. MAGFest probably reached out to them in the last minute and they didn't have anything set up. You never yeah. know if you're going to get your seat at the table. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very. We I like MAGFest, but some of the way they do like their booths and their indie showcase room is. They're very last minute on stuff, so that kind of sucks. But, I mean, it is what it is, so. Yeah. Uh, Next up, I have Crescendo by Nate Largo. Uh, This game, this game was really interesting to me. I didn't um, see this one. So, this one was a little bit hidden. It was in the back, right in between the... Uh, the tail end of the indie side of the indie console games and then the arcade area. Ah, okay. So this is a rhythm based platform puzzle game. Okay. Then the name makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So you would go in, you go down this elevator and a door will open and you'll hear like this very subtle beat in the background. Okay. And there's these lasers around the room. 
that target you if you make any sound. So the air, the places where you walk or whenever you jump, that makes a sound that the the targeting system will react to. Right. Okay. So what you gotta do, yeah, is mask your movements to the beat of the music, and there's these little switches that like light up fire, and then it'll start playing, uh, like little accents to the tune. So if you hear like a, a very basic beat, like boom, bum, boom, bum, boom, bum, yeah. it'll start like playing extra notes along that uh that bass line. Okay. So your movement is supposed to be matched up to those accents. So the boom, bu- or so it's like boom, bump, boom. It, you'd have to move on the bump, like the boom at the very end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and there's different movements, like different movement actions that you do. So besides like running and jumping, if you hit the shoulder buttons, you just do like a quick shoulder check or right. like a slide or some shit like that. Uh, there's certain areas where you walk on metal surfaces and it's really, really loud. Right. And the, the lasers go like fucking crazy. So you can't walk on that on a baseline. You have to wait for the accent to play in. Ah, okay. So it's, That's it's pretty dope. It's 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 a cool game. I like rhythm-based uh, games. Yeah. I would definitely like to get that for the video. What was that? Uh, do you remember that rhythm-based fighting game? Mm, was it... it I can't remember what it was. 2020 or uh, I saw, I think I had seen it in like 2018. And uh, because I remember seeing people on YouTube play it. And the thing was you could implement your own mute, like just any musical track into the game. But you could only do damage. Like you had to do it on like bass hits and like, because I watched someone, they were playing Devil Trigger. And you had to hit it on like, you could only do combos on certain like beats and stuff like that. I can't remember what it was called. It was interesting, but I don't know if it was any good. No, I don't remember seeing something like that. I'll see if I can find it and I'll share it with you. Okay. Uh, after Crescendo, I have Dwell by Punk Drift. Um, I watched you play this one. It, I got very like, Minecraft feelings from it. Yeah, it's, it's a, like a mix between Minecraft and... Don't starve. It's supposed to be multiplayer, so yeah, like you can focus on being like the the woods crafter, and somebody can be like the dude that deals with all the stone and shit like yeah. that. The st- uh, blacksmith um, and all that stuff. It's it's pretty and it's you know it's good. Is it for me? No, because I don't really play those types of games. Right, I'm not really a a Stardew Valley type of guy i might i might like this one because like i liked uh harvest moon a lot i was not i didn't give stardew dally stardew dally stardew valley uh enough time i don't think but uh i could see myself playing this game this looks interesting this would be a game that i would play with my wife because she's really into those games yeah so yeah uh who was that by again i don't know if you had said who it was by punk drift punk drift okay yeah, the guy was pretty nice. Uh, we we reached out to him and all that stuff. So, but there's a lot more demos this year that I'll be playing in my off time. So yeah, this uh, next one though, this okay. next one was pretty dope. What, what next one do you have? So this is the uh, the CVM Project Zero. This oh, is the, the yes. EDM one. Yeah. Yes, I forgot. So that was not on the list for Magfest. Oh. Like, if you go to the MAGFest website, it's not on there. You sure? Yeah, go on there. Oh, wait. oh, that's I had to search for a YouTube video, and this is the video he had playing uh, so you could just see how fast you could get through the game and all that stuff. But Yeah. This is so, a... Uh, no, go ahead. You're good. No, no, no. 
go ahead introduce it i was gonna say uh so this is external dimension mainframe by creative virtual magic uh i think it's like a it's by one like one maybe three guys i think is what he was saying he had he has a composer and then like somebody else but it's mainly like all of this like built like game is by one guy like he's just yeah. doing it in his free time. I think he said he works like sixty hour work, like work weeks in a warehouse, and he just does mm-hmm. all this shit in his free time. He said it started yeah. off as a college project, but it's a very fast paced like running game where you have like different kind of like mechanics, like jump through walls and jump up walls and all this other stuff. It's very Mega Man X inspired with just going fast wall dashes all that stuff even with the character designs too we were talking to him for a while and he was like yeah this is this character is based off of zero from mega man i think he said mega man x mega man zero three or mega four. Man zero four he said was like his favorite he said that one. was like his favorite one yeah so he started implementing it uh he didn't have like his demo wasn't very long but to see what he had coming from like I think his thing was, I want people to see how much I've done with how much little I've been given right now, just to Mm. see what I can do. And just imagine if I had like a team and more money, what I could do. So like, this this dude's legit. I I think he's got two composers. Yeah, that's, uh, I think so too. Yeah. And that music is fucking dope. He's ambitious with his music too. Like he said, like every stage has the main theme and then it has like a more, he didn't say acapella. It was more like just a different, like maybe jazzy theme. And I think he said like there's 12, he's got like 12 songs. So each of those has a jazzy theme. So that's 24. And then each boss has its theme and then the jazzy version. So I was like, damn, man, that's already like 36 tracks you're looking at. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, man. But if the music's anything like it was in the demo, I could rock that whole album all the time. So Yeah, I need an OST from that guy. Yeah, that was pretty good. But uh, you can go check it out on his website. Uh, it's I think the website is just Creative Virtual Magic. But I don't know if it's very common because he was showing us some like behind the scenes footage. And he told us to like, come behind his booth and shit, too. Yeah, he was just like, so it's a 2D game, but I model everything in 3D. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's like a common thing to do. Like I don't know either. Like you 3D and then you scale it to 2D. But that shit was fucking tight. Yeah, like looked real good. He had a lot of characters developed too. Yeah, he's he's got a lot more developed than what he's uh, leading on to. And the, the level design is good. It's like if environments were a little bit more fleshed out, yeah. I, I would be like, yeah, this this game is awesome. His hazards are like blue, and I think that messes with me a little bit. Uh, I feel like hazards should be like a like a warm color, but that's yeah. just me. Because uh, sometimes I would hit, and also he said too, this uh, the demo wasn't anything about like health management. It was just getting through the stages, like to see how fast you could play the game. Right. So if he implemented like that stuff, it might be a little bit harder. But no, I'm very excited to see what this guy does because I would play the shit out of it. It's all it. So it look it's Mega Man X style, like in the movement, but the characters look like Ava's slash Zone of the Enders uh, robots and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and, uh, all that shit's right up my alley. So, <laughs> yep, he's got a Discord out there. I've already yeah. jumped in. Yeah, so. I'll need to jump in there too because that that's that's. Man, if he just put like vaporwave ugly ass colors on it, that'd be right up my alley. (laughs) (laughs) 
that, that's knows, a game I love that we'll be paying attention to a lot in, in the future. Yeah, he's been so. working on it for a long time. I think he said like four years or something like that, but that's because mm-hmm. he's he can't work on it full time. He said he would love to be able to work on it full time, but I mean, we know. We have day jo- yeah. daytime jobs, so. I get it. But yeah, I'm excited to see what that guy can do. Moving forward, we got Fallen Angel by Matryoshka Games. I hope I said that right. I played so this one I, at uh, Too Many Games. Too Many Games. Yeah. So I actually didn't see this anywhere. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, no, I saw something that I thought was it, but it wasn't. It was something else. Yeah, no. I'm, we'll, I'll talk about that one later. Uh, Fallen Angel is kind of in the same vein as those uh, ever since Hyperlight Drifter came yeah, out. Yeah. They've been emulating the same art style. I liked it at too many games. Uh, it's just unfortunate that I didn't get a chance to see it at MAGFest. Yeah. I'll try reaching out to the guy, see you know what happened. Because it's been six months, so I'm curious to see what all his, like he's got. Because I remember playing it at too many games, so I'm curious to see what else has been done since then. Yeah. Right after that, we got Fault and Fragment by one the One Million Machine or One Million Machine. Uh, I took Chris to go see that game. That game, I didn't see that this game one. And good. this looks great. Yeah. Um. Again, it's another. Uh, it looks a lot like the other one. Yeah. Like game. Um. But it has a very to me. I'm getting a lot of Dark Souls off of this yeah like the aesthetic uh you play as like this this ghost or this apparition and you're able to animate like suits of armor or bodies of armor okay cool and to do like certain actions and you you carry like this this giant halberd to fight off other enemies and shit like that there's rolling mechanics um yeah it looks like you got dodged invincibilities and stuff yeah it's it's cool and you're able to drop your your mortal coil to like activate another construct somewhere else or talk to other dead spirits and and it's beautiful pixel where, art <laughs> yeah it's it's really good pixel art so i'm excited for it unfortunately they didn't have a press kit either Damn. they found out last minute that they were going to magfest uh. so i get it i'm going to try reaching out to them because i really like this game this game looks really really dope right yeah, I would definitely be down to play this one too. I didn't even know this was I mean, even the video I have of gameplay is only thirty seconds. So <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to see that one too. This next one though, this one's this one so this next one is uh Well crap, it's in hold on. Just shapes and beats. Like this is out, right? I don't know if it's technically out. It's well, it has Shovel Knight DLC coming to it. I didn't know that. Yeah, you're getting Shovel Knight music in this game. So what caught me off guard is that they have Monster Cat in this game. What? What's Monster Cat? Monster Cat is a, an EDM artist. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Like, they like they have boss fight in this game. And I was completely like, oh, They shit. got the rights to it. Or, like, yeah, they got yeah. the... I don't know. Yeah, I, so, I completely marked out that I forgot that I was supposed to be like gathering information. The only thing I asked the developer was like, "Yo, how'd you get these fucking beats?" And he was just like, "I I asked them for it." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." I remember and I walked away. <laughs> so our podcast that we did the uh, the, nin- the Nintendo Indies on uh, this, it had the Shovel Knight announcement for this game. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't even pay attention to that. 
I like I said, I like music based games. Uh, I'll probably play the mess out of this. I played Pat Upon a lot on PlayStation uh, on the PSP. I just like rhythm and timing games like Elite Beat Agents. I man, could we get a new Elite Beat Agents on the Switch? I'd I'd kill for one, dude. Like it would be so cool to get. Like I don't know how the rights would be with music and shit. Well, even with the original Elite Beat Agents, like in the American version, it was all not the official people singing the music. It's like rock band or it's like Guitar Hero one and two. Yeah. Where it's just like covers and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. but no, uh, yeah. yeah, this looks cool. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. It comes out May 31st. So I'll be checking it. It'll, it's coming to the Nintendo switch. So you'll be able probably not going to get a physical copy. It's probably won't at first. So you might see this on limited run or something like that, but it'll Maybe. probably be a digital game, but it looks cool. Definitely. So yeah, shapes and beats. I'm going to give you the next two. Yeah. So uh, the next one that we played, we played it on Sunday. Uh, We walked up because it was right next to another game we had been playing all day on Saturday. Or I had been. And it's called KickBot. And the whole thing of the game is it's all about wall running. It's all about like Mega Man wall kicks and Mega Man like dashing through the air and all that stuff. KickBot looks really cool. It's It's two buttons. They had modded their controllers. Their controllers were uh, Switch Pro controllers. And they took everything out of it except for the L1, R1, L2, R2 uh, buttons. And See, I think mine was a modified Steam controller. Was it? Okay. Cause, yeah, because there wasn't, there wasn't like shit missing from it. It was all flat. Mine was like that too. So maybe it wasn't. Like, maybe it was a modified Steam controller too. But anyway, it's... Like two, but like even though they had those four buttons, like the two on the sides on each sides did the same thing. So yeah. it's just jumping from wall to wall. Uh, you get so to jump multiple. You can jump in the air again, but you like lose your energy. So you can't do another jump in the air unless you grab like another battery. But it's a very like fast paced speed game where you just want to play it over and over again, get the best time, get the best ranking. Uh, it's got very good, like, I like the pixel art in it. The music was really good and it was really, really fun. There were times where we were just like, I could hear both of us being like, ah, shit, I fucked it up. Like, and, it, and some of it gets confusing too. Cause you gotta be like, all right, I gotta jump right and then jump left right away and then jump right again. And uh, I get very, um, super meat boy vibes from it too. That's probably the better, um, comparison. Because whenever I think of games like this, I think of N+. Yeah. Because I, I didn't play Super Meat Boy until, like, way later. Right. Um, it reminds me quite a bit of Splitty Robot from last year. I don't know what that is. It was it was just another game that was, you know, in the same venue. Okay. It's not as uh, high speed or as uh, dynamic as this game. but um, This one's very speed intensive. Or... Or a uh, RoboJet, maybe RoboJet. Oh, okay, yeah. Because RoboJet, you know, you're going through like this spiked, yeah, uh, level layout, trying to survive. And this it's, one, this one is just hectic. It's, it's fun, hectic. and like it's yeah. not like it's hectic, like it's hard. It's just like your brain. My brain was just going a little dumb sometimes. I'm yeah. just like, dude, you know, you need to go right, left, right, but your 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 fingers won't do it. So, like, mm-hmm. you just got to sit down and take a second. So, it was super, super fun. But I'm excited to see it. Uh, I don't think it has a release date yet, but I think it's coming to Steam. So, uh, I'll be on the lookout for that. 
and that one I was... I can see it coming out for uh, for Switch, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this one was by uh, Two Scoop Games, so you can go check yep. them out at their website. Uh, the next one I'm going to talk about was a game that I saw right away, and I was like, oh, shit, this is my jam. Like, I want to play this because, it. first of all, it looked very NES. It looked very Nintendo-style. Uh, the main character looks like Marty McFly with a bionic commando arm. And I was like, let's play this. And the game is called Junk Puncher. And it is by uh, Neon Di- Neon Deity Games. And, uh, well, the first thing that caught my eye was the music. Like, I walked past it and I was like, what the fuck is that beat that's playing right now? And I look over and it's this guy playing Junk Puncher. And it looks like... It's a very, it's a platformer, and uh, the demo that they had it was very like speed intensive. Like they wanted like I tried to beat the fastest time and I couldn't do it. But I it feels a lot like Mega Man. You don't have projectiles though, from what I saw in the demo. Uh, you just have punches and like kicks and stuff like that. But it just looks like an old style NES platformer with really good eighties aesthetics. And let's talk about that death animation sprite. Yo. So when you yeah. die, you like fall straight up fucking Akira, man. Yeah, like you do like an atomic bomb that blows you up, and like the animation is smooth as hell, and it looks really, really good. The boss fight was very—I would say this this whole demo was very easy, but uh, I like the boss fight. How it was like you need to dodge projectiles like in most games, and then like he's gonna do a dive. If he hits you, he'll go right back up in the air. But if he misses you. Then he like staggers, and that's when you can go like start wailing on him and stuff like that. And uh, but no, I'm excited to see this game. Uh, I got to play it. Me and Kusanagi sat down first, and Kusanagi was playing like on a. It was I don't know what controller he was playing on, but I got to play on a Nintendo controller, and it feels really good on a Nintendo controller. Like he was like, yeah. "Oh, I I was playing on this. Let me play on the Nintendo controller," and he played on it. And he was like, "This is much better." So yeah, but yeah, I'm really excited for this game. My biggest complaint is that it's called Junk Puncher, and I did not get to punch anybody in the junk in it. So uh, it is made <laughs> of lies. You can punch frogs, and sadly, nah. I I was able to like get through the game and not hit a dog because there's a do- uh, enemy dogs in it. So you feel like I, I think I punched one, and someone was like, "You killed that fucking dog." <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Chris that shouted that out. Yeah, but I'm excited to play this. This looks really, really cool. I like the sprite work in it, too. I don't know. I don't know a game that you call a junk puncher. You can't punch anyone in the junk. Hey, man, it's the so. demo. Maybe we just haven't made it there yet. Maybe, like, the sure. final boss is where he just wails on a junk. But it's not. Okay, <laughs> no. you're. We're looking at it wrong. It's not junk puncher, like, punching someone in the dick. It's junk puncher because his arm is made like it was like the arm in the opening. It's like a, I don't it's a junk shit. arm. Whatever, dude. You suck. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's really good. I'm excited for it. Uh, next game is Laser Girl. Um, this one was. This, this <laughs> is a game. This is a game. This is a game I like, but this is still a game. Uh, I don't think Kiki Laser Girl. <laughs> no. Uh, Laser Girl by Sandwich Generation. So, I tried wrapping my head in, <laughs> in explaining what this game was to you, uh, but I think that the uh, the five second or the five, uh, not five, like the ten word sentence really <laughs> encapsulates it 
the fury of Bomberman with the strategic depth of an RTS. Yeah. A little bit of an understatement, but he, he's he's right. So basically, it's you versus two, three, four other enemies. You have your home base, okay? Mm -hmm. They have their home base. You have the ability to purchase reactors, walls, and lasers. There's these little nodes on the floor. Like they're they're yellow. You put a reactor on there. It generates energy and like it develops this currency for you. Yep. You then have to find where like I guess it's like an like a power line going to an outlet off yeah. the edge of the, the board, but you have to put walls down leading up to that reactor. And the walls are like conduits for energy to flow through. And once you connect it, you have this constant stream of energy and currency being drawn out, right? Yeah. So what you want to do is connect as many reactors as you can to your home base. But the purpose is you have to drop these lasers connected to those reactors that are being fed by your home base <laughs> to fire it at the enemy base. Or at the enemy player. It looks if the enemy player dies, that's it. So you drop these lasers and they're like, oh shit, no, my home base. So you have to put a wall yep. in front of the laser. Or another or laser. Put a bigger laser yeah. in front of the enemy laser and hope that kills it. Yeah, you can use it like if, if the lasers are the same like size, they'll just cancel each other out and sit there. But if yeah. any player upgrades the other one, it overpowers the other laser and destroys it. Uh, I just saw in the trailer that you, f we were playing three players. You can play like five players in this game. Like fuck, shit gets fucking crazy in this game. Man. That I, is, that is a hectic ass game, and I would be, I am terrible at it. I did not I like it. it at first, but then I started really liking it. Once I started like how, like realizing how it worked, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, this is really fun. And it got to the point where you were just trying to block my shit, and I was like. Back up, back up, back up. Yeah, once you, <laughs> once you figured out how to play it, I didn't stand a chance. Yeah. I just kept on dying. You were like, I got to like, put a wall here. I was like, fuck, you tried to box me in, and I was like, I'm just going to move this. <laughs> and poor Kiki. Like, <laughs> she kept on just, like, dying she, arbitrarily. Because we were so focused into it. She's like, I don't know how to do this. And we were, like, kind of ignoring her because we were just, like, trying to kill each other. And then when yeah. one of us died, that's when we would help her. <laughs> like... It's it's not for me, but I I'm could, gonna play I it could, anyway. I could be, I could see with uh, seeing how many like how active your house always is. This game could be played a lot in your house. <laughs> yeah, I want to see how Scotty reacts to this because he is a huge Bomberman fan. This is like kind of like Bomberman a little bit. Yeah, it, it's got a little bit of Bomberman charm to it, but it is. It is way more complex than that. Yeah. Like, so he listens to our I, podcast. So Scotty, go check out Laser Girl. <laughs> yeah. Go, go by Sandwich Generation. Go do that. Yeah. Oh, the next game. I finally found the game that I was trying to describe it with. Uh, this next game is Maiden and Spell by Minodove LLC. Uh, it is. I don't know if you would call this a fighting game, but it's it kind of feels like one. It's a competitive shmup. I guess. So 
you have your two like maidens or witches or sorcerers, whatever. Magicians, whatever they, they are. Magicians, yeah. And they have they have a like a specific element or a series of uh spells that they can cast. And you always have two constant spells, two active spells, and then two cooldowns. Right. Um so for example, I really liked the the dark skinned earth chick. Yeah, the frog uh, chick. Yeah. So she would like send out this bomb and it would go straight after the individual. Mm-hmm. And if I threw another bomb out, that other that first bomb would explode. And it would be have a large radius. Yeah, and you would have to constantly be like jumping from side to side so that you can entrap the, yeah. uh, the enemy. And then you have another active spell that it never targets the enemy. It always goes to each side of it. Yeah. But it's it's large and overreaching. So there's like this this fire s- sorcerer and it just keeps on just creating like these balls of fire in a checkerboard style yeah. and the enemy and you can turn it off and then on. turn it back on. Yeah, and you have to keep on maneuvering through trying not to get hit and then your cooldowns are used to either um trap the enemy uh-huh. or get yourself out of a situation. So like for the the earth chick, she throw out this cat and the cat would just eat all the bullets and that would let me to get away. Yeah. Uh there's also I think she was an ice or electricity type. Yeah. But she had a cooldown where she could make a body double. Oh nice. She can constantly keep on shooting. So you're getting shot by both sides. That's that's some Morrigan bullshit. Yeah. And then uh her other cooldown, she'd be able to teleport out of the way. Like one was always offensive and the other one was always defensive. Yeah. But it would it would be played out in rounds, and each each character had like four Lives, stock or four yeah. hits, and then at the end of you know each round, you get all your points back or whatever. But it, it's it's a competitive shmup. I think that's the best way. As it you was put it. it was really fun. Like we sat down, we we played that on Sunday, and we played a few rounds of it. And I was like, yeah, I can I can see playing this nonstop. Like this is really really fun, and. uh but yeah, uh, we didn't even play through all the characters either. So like, I would have liked to sit down and play this game a little bit more too. I sat down with the developer for a bit the day prior. Uh-huh. Um, I I got to play with a lot more of the characters. It's a really good game. It reminds me a lot of Acceleration of Suguri. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know anyone who's ever played it, but it's kind of like the same concept. Okay, cool. Yeah. Definitely gonna check that one out then. All right, moving on. What do we got next? Oh, this is the one that had the really cool setup. Okay, this this had the best setup of the entire fucking con. Yeah, and I didn't get right? to play it because there was always someone there. <laughs> best fucking setup. He had this dude had like one huge TV, but then it was like connected to like six or seven smaller CRTs. Yeah, and it was all playing at the same time. It was super fucking dope. So this game is called Monolith 2 by Vanishing Point. It is a monochrome uh, shoot-em-up. You you fly in this little ship, mm-hmm. but you don't actually like shoot bullets. What you got to do is the enemies will show up, and they'll shoot out a stream of bullets out at you. Yeah. And you have to fly super close to those bullets so that you could charge your energy and release like this discharge 
targeting them. And the targeting system is very similar to Panzer Dragoon Saga or okay. Panzer Dragoon or the Sonic Adventure minigame when you're in the tornado heading towards the egg carrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a lot like that, but it was more of like score attack. It it never quite it, ended. Yeah. Oh, it, it's just until you like died. And yeah, it's until you die, or at least that's what I thought. It was fa- it's very fast-paced, though. It's a fast-paced game. It looks really, really good, though. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but... Yeah, I that's think, really all I can say on it. Yeah, it's it got, looks good. Uh, so the uh, the description on the because they didn't have a video on uh, on the Magfest website, but it says my current long term project. Uh, no, that's not it. Uh, oh, it just says monolith. A screaming yep, fast one hyper- planet, one tower, one ship. Monolith Two is a screaming fast hyperkinetic arcade game about a legendary journey to the end of the world. All right then. That's cool. Let's see what Learn More says. Made by Sam Leotion. Yeah, you can play it on play it on my the, the only one I'm seeing, I don't see Monolith 2 on here on his website or on their website. I just see uh Monolith 1. Yeah. So I mean maybe we'll see more. He it looks like he's done a lot of smaller projects. Um all of them I guess a little bit similar. A little bit it looks like. They go with a similar looking art style, it looks like. Yeah, it, it's kind of, it's going to sound fucked up to say this, <laughs> but his display was far more remarkable than the actual game itself. His display was really, everyone was like, dude. His display was really fucking I don't know cool. how he linked all that shit together, but it was really, really cool. Yeah, and I'm not trying to like downplay the game itself. I'm just bad at it. The game, the game looked great. I'm just but... bad at it. That's a story. Yeah. That's your, that's. What was the the uh, the freaking motto of this weekend at first? It was show me your balls. <laughs> show me your balls. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So what we got next? This next one. Oh, yeah. This next one. I remember this next one. This next one is called, uh, is it Needor Inc? Needor. Yeah. Uh, Needor Inc. Needor Inc. Needor Inc. Micro Games. Micro games. Yeah. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's a WarioWare style game, but with Toho characters. Yep. That's basically I played this it. last year. Yeah. At Magfest 2019. And it made my top seven games. Cause I did I pulled seven games out of the hat. Yeah. And said that these are the best ones. And this one is one of them because it's really, really good. Yeah. I mean, I love the little micro quick games. Like it's just really fun. Uh the Toho aesthetic is like, okay, I understand that's obviously the developer's passion. Uh I'm fine. So it's it. actually not one developer. It's the it's a community that's making these games. Oh, is it really? I guess they're all making yeah. their own little mini games, and then they put them in all together. Yeah. So the update between last year and this year, I think he said something like fifteen or twenty new mini games were added to the game. That's pretty cool. Which is, it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't get a chance to sit down with the new build, um, but I have it on Steam. Oh, okay. It's still in early access, but I can access it at any time. I'm gonna give it a shot. Um, game's great. That's that's all I can really. Yeah, because if you say. think about it, like in these things, you don't need like two hundred games or anything like that because you need probably like a good solid thirty games, I would say. Because the whole thing about it is, is play. It's the reaction time. Yeah, and then once it speeds up more and more, 
then that's what's going to happen is you're going to mess up. And then that's, mm-hmm. yeah. So, because if I remember right in the WarioWare games, there wasn't like, I'd say there's probably 25, maybe 30 different games, maybe a little bit more, but. I think there was, there was quite a bit more. Was there? Okay. Uh, yeah. But I love those games. I, that's the one game that I'll still bust my SP out and just play is uh, WarioWare Inc. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, check this one out. You said it's already on Steam, so you can... Everyone yeah, it's can, already on Steam. You can download it. There you go. Uh, speaking of really good games, One Step from Eden <laughs> yep. by Thomas Moon Kang. Uh, this was my game of best in show for MAGFest 2019, uh, and it's still... Really w- good. One of the best games. All right? Uh, they had definitely one of the larger booths in the indie booth, in the indie area. Yeah. Everyone knows who thomas kang is now at this point at at least in the indie community like last year was his breakout year and it was huge um he went to gdc he won best indie game at gdc yep i think he went to the tokyo game show he won best indie game at tokyo game show jesus like they know who the fuck he is you know and it's 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 a solid fucking game. Yeah, really fleshed out. Met all their Kickstarter goals. It's being released on Steam and PC. Um, and this this year they really focused on the PvP aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, I saw the it's, updates on that. It's really good. It's, so like each character, I want to say that there's maybe ten of them. Each character has like their own set of spells that they use, and then. Five other random spells that they just throw in there. Uh, and each character has like their own static ability. So like the main character, she can revive after being killed and continue to fight with half health. Uh-huh. Uh, there's this uh, mechanic chick that uh, she doesn't actually have any static abilities, but she could drop turrets and keep on repairing the turrets with shields. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that uh, was one the of the game, ones in the in the early one. You could get one of her. I think you could get her. You get a shield girl. Yeah, there's that ice chick I mean, too. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, I, I miss her sayings from the older builds because she'd be like, uh, uh she was know, real like, snooty. Played Despacito. Yeah, yeah, she played played Despacito for me, and then she'd kill you. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Um, but no, one step from Eden. We, I didn't really play it this time, but I was like, I don't need like I've streamed it so much i'll play the demo's pretty mm-hmm. available and like we said it's already it's very well known so yeah that that game is just top tier it's it's just mwah, it's good yeah it's a, it's a good game uh, so. this one you played and i watched you play it and it was fun to watch you play this okay yeah uh shot in the dark by dennis mccory this was surprisingly really fucking good yeah Three colors. That was all it is. So it's perfect for yep. you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I surprised him by doing so well in it. There was for you. There I was a think... so, sometimes he was like, oh, OK, there's a lot of people that take a lot more time to get through there and all that stuff. So. So I didn't think it was difficult because I was anticipating there being some fuck shit around the corner everywhere that I went. You play Dark Souls. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I just expect the worst at all times. So I was able to catch like the little details of like, oh, there's a creature here. He's going to fucking kill me. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a side scrolling platformer. You have a gun. It's point and click. 
there's these monsters that hide in the dark and then will come out of fucking nowhere and eat your shit. Yeah. Um, well, because it, it other... works off of like shadows and stuff like that. Like it works. Yeah. So you have to like pay attention. You can't just. This is not like a rushing through game, especially on your first yeah. playthrough. Uh, it's just it's really fucking good. They had two games um, there. I, they did. I don't remember the name of the other one. It, it was called a um, hex something. No, no, no. The last hex was a different developer. It was on the the, the one next to them. It was on the other side. Okay. They actually so they actually had three games at this booth. Oh, wow. um, he has another game called The Slime and the Sword, which I did not get a chance to play. I didn't either. And then I don't remember it was him or a buddy of his, but they did a game jam, like a 24-hour game jam, where it was this old man who had to watch after his sheep, and they couldn't leave the screen. So what you would do is at the end of the day, you would get money based on how many sheep you saved for that day. Okay. Making sure they didn't like run off screen. Because if they run off screen, they're gone forever. Right. And then with that money that you would get at the end of the day, you can build a fence. You can uh, buy food because every single day you and your wife have to eat. Gotcha. Um, you can buy like little upgrades. But the thing is, is that it gets progressively harder, right. especially since you have wolves in sheep's clothing. <laughs> so you have to push them out. While your dumbass sheep are trying to run away, Shh. and it's never ending. Sheep are dumb. <laughs> sheep are dumb. So are people. people but no, so Shot in the Dark. It's a really good game. It's it's a gothic style uh, horror platformer. You got little snipers that try to shoot you. At the uh, end of the level, you have to fight this uh, super demon that's been summoned. But that's and where you don't the, get a chance to yeah. fight that boss. That's where it ends. But it's it's pretty it's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. The, the creator was there, and the audio guy was there too. Yeah, and uh, that was that was cool. I watched that was like one of the first ones we talked to on Friday. I think it was like we walked by once everyone started, like the developers started coming in because we got there really early. And uh, mm -hmm. but no, yeah, you should go check that one out too. What we got next? Oh, we're getting there. We're getting to the one I want to talk about really badly. <laughs> We're almost there. Uh, almost there. This one's on you, too, because I played this in too many games, but I don't think I really liked it that much. Yeah, so I didn't get a chance to play it either. I just know that there's been an update to it, and I really want to play it. I reached out for a new build of the demo. Uh, Sons of Raw by Feral Hound Games. It's a, tower it's a competitive tower defense game okay. where you choose a god and then your bases are on different sides of the map. And like any other tower defense, you would send out different types of unit, right. they, units. They do different things. What the new change is is that they rebalanced each of the gods' uh, passive cool. Yeah, I think so. one of the gods was like broken. I think it was Anubis or something like that. Or it might have been Ra. I don't remember. Um, like Isis, like I think Isis recovers units or heals units. Uh, raw gets stupid amounts of gold. Yeah. Um, it's. I just wanted to name drop them because I did enjoy it last year. I want to give it another shot. I just didn't have, have time not yet to do so. Another game I want to drop on. Um, it's again, it's another game that's not really my aesthetic, but it's an interesting type of game. It's called Starcross by Cognito Games, or Cog. Contigo games. Okay, I don't have that Maybe one it, on my yeah. list. 
Yeah, no, I'm reading it off of the Magfest uh, website. So I'm not going to get into the story okay. because I wasn't really paying attention. Um, <laughs> but you have these it's, – it's a cooperative game. So you and your partner choose a character. I, I guess you could choose a character. Uh-huh. And you have like this orb that will bounce between the two of you. And then enemies will pop up and they'll try to attack you. And what you got to do is you have to maneuver your way outside of those enemies so that they're in between your line of sight. And this orb will go and damage them back and forth. Okay. Now, there's different things that you can do to make that orb go faster. You have special moves. You have an ultimate ability. It's, it's okay. This one was at MAGFest? This was at MAGFest. Huh. This was... It was kind of hidden. It, like... There was this one area in the indie showcase room where everyone was like pitching tents. Yeah. And they had they had like these uh these lawn chairs with yeah. little furry fluffy blankets on it. And that's where you had to go find it. Or what maybe it was a bean bag. Anyway, it was it was hidden. Alright. And like I may not be in love with the game, but I think it's interesting enough to at least talk about it. Okay, cool. Uh, I didn't play this. Uh, I didn't even see this next one. Which what? What is it? The come, uh, come up. Okay. <laughs> so I see the potential in this. Okay, but it's really, really raw. I'm looking at it the is, video right now, and it's like I don't know what's going on. So I thought you were a bug at first. Oh, is the camera just zoomed out really far? No, that's just the way that the camera is. It goes in and out. Um, so the way that the developer that I spoke to, um, they're called Brotherly LLC. Uh, the come up is a coming of age tale about a teenage boy. Um, I didn't really get too much further in as far as the story is concerned, but he's. I think he's supposed to be part of a warrior tribe and getting ready to to fight but they're like i think they're they're supposed to be like super super tiny people yeah because because i see a mushroom spiders and yeah you fight spiders and shit um but it's a metroidvania style game uh you get powers like uh, a laser beam or a a laser sword and shit too yeah you get a jetpack you get a glider um the game feels good to play okay it's fun to explore um it is rather linear but it's it's very it's, raw. <laughs> it's a very raw game. This game, it shows a lot of promise. That's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. It's, it shows a lot of promise. I, I want to see where this goes a year or two from now. Well, maybe we'll see it at MAGFest next year. Yeah. So. Um, there's also another game before that that I want to talk about, Super Multitasking. Oh, yeah. I did, we, yeah. we did play that one. That one's another like kind of like a WarioWare kind of game, but it's got instead of you looking at one screen, you got four screens you're looking at, and each of the yeah. each of those little squ- screens they require you to use different buttons on the jo- on the controller. Mm-hmm. So like the left uh, the left square screen is the left stick and the D pad. The the top rectangle uh, screen are your bumpers and your triggers. You got the middle one is your face buttons, and then the right is your right stick. And that got fucking confusing at some parts. <laughs> yep. 
but it was fun. I, I didn't last long. I think I lasted a minute. You still beat me. I think you beat me by like eight That's seconds. So shut yep. up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that one's interesting. I don't know who the developer was on that one, though. That is YYR Games. Okay. It can't be the way that you pronounce it. Your anyway. YYR game, your games, your games, your games, your games, <laughs> your games, your games. But uh, so here we are. We're at the one that we've been wanting to talk about since the beginning. Yeah. So uh, I, I I could talk about this game and just be done with it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, them fighting herds. So when we sat down at first, we were like, this was the first game we sat down at uh, yep. on Friday. We saw it, and I was like, oh, man, this is like a My Little Pony fighting game. I don't know how I'm going to feel yep. about this. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to play it. This is a fucking good game. This is a good fighting game. It is a very uh, good game. Every character has a different, like, not aesthetic. What do you call it? Uh, technique, like they, a style. Yeah. Like, I've played a few fighting games. I've played a few indie fighting games. Um, a lot of them are smash inspired. Yeah. I have, I've, you know, very rarely do I find an indie game that's like traditional fighting games nowadays. You know, there's, a uh, there's Sonic Smackdown and, uh, Origins of the Storm or Storm of Origins. I don't remember which one it was. Um, but them fighting herds, man. Arizona's the that's, best character. <laughs> Arizona's nasty. She's so good. Arizona's nasty. So there's there's a llama yes. who I want to say is like your Faust character. She's, She's like very goofy and cartoony. And yeah. Uh, there's Arizona, who is probably the most honest character. Yeah, she's no the projectiles, cow. no no special abilities. She's just like, yo, let me get close. Rush down, knockdowns, combos. Uh, you have let me throw this lasso and pull you in. Yeah. Uh, pull you out of the air too. It has anti airs and shit. Her elbow is really good. Uh, you have the little sheep that is like I'd say like the Jacko. She's the setup character. Yeah, where she's setting up her. She's a little scared uh, lamb. She summons these these dogs. Yeah, she sh- she summons like little bitty like sh- uh, sheep herding dog like puppies, and then like you can summon like a big ass dog and shit too. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you have the. Uh, I don't know what the dragon is just a dragon horse is what it looked like. But the, yeah. but the first thing we noticed, I said, Chris, don't touch anything. I said, just look at these idle animations like these idle animations are beautiful. Yeah, they're they're that. that that's a good ass game. That character is like the uh, the the very aerial like combo kicks and stuff like that. I'd say like a very aerial, yeah. like Fei long kind of character and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I liked Tian Shao. That I think that's her name. Yeah. Uh, she's like the the fire dragon horse thing. Yeah. Uh, then you had I I don't know what she is. I want to say that she's a ram, but she has like ice abilities. Yeah, she's some kind she of is, she. I think she's like a deer though, I, like a reindeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she's she's a deer. She's a reindeer or some shit like that. Um, she is totally Jin from Blaze Blue. Oh yeah. You cannot tell me different. That is a Jin, like recreation. She is a jo- like zoner projectile character. Yeah, like you could say like, oh, it's like Kai Kisuke, but no, it, it is Jin from Blaze Blue, <laughs> like one hundred percent ice magic. Like her her 
Like, like she summons giant icicles to push you yeah, back. Yeah, backdash bolts Fucking or specials that only work at a distance. Yeah. Yo. And then you have, like uh, which is like the one that we saw first that is, it is uh, Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony. Her name is, yeah. is Oleander. <laughs> Uh, but she's yep. uh, she's interesting. She's kind of like a zoner too, but she has good like uh, up close weapon or uh, she's short to mid range. Yeah, I want to say she's short to mid. But she's very like if she gets hit hard enough, she loses her spell book. And she, mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing if she loses her spell book, she can't do as much stuff. But the spell book is always like crawling towards her, so that it's like yeah. I I never I think they might need to tweak like losing that being more important. Because it seems like you just get it back really, really quickly. There's been times where I've noticed that it takes a little bit for the book to get Does to Does it? It depends on how hard you're getting hit. Yeah, it depends on how hard you're getting hit and like if the opponent is seeing, like, I need to keep him away. So just keep pushing him away from the book. Because you probably, like I said, you probably can't do hardly anything without that book. Yeah. So. But no, Them Fighting Herds, it is by Main Six. Uh, it's already out. I think uh, it's out on Steam. You can, we I bought my copy from Humble Bundle because I wanted. I to, bought my copy as well. Yeah. Uh, this game, I don't know if it's like only co-op, like local, or if there's online yet or anything like that. But this game is. I've been seeing a lot of people in the fighting game community actually talking about this game too. So yeah. What was it? You sent me a picture of the top five fifty or the top fifty fighting games on Steam right now, and this is like number twenty nine. Yeah, it's on. That's there. pretty good for like a game that's not fully out yet. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to get an interview with them with Mega Visions. Nice, very like, nice. That's possibly in the works because me and Chris sat down. I'm like, yo, just put your biases away and play for this about five minutes and play this fucking game. And we we sat down and it's it, it's a good ass game. It's man. good, man. It, Arizona is the Makoto of this game. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But uh, unfortunately, we have more games to move through. I'm losing my fucking voice. You are. We only got a couple more to go through. So, uh, yeah. So this next one that we've got, let's see. Uh, I didn't see anything about this one. It's called Typhoon Unit. It is or Typhoon Unit. It was next to Junk Puncher. I, I must I might have saw it, but I didn't play it. Like I was so into yeah. Junk Puncher and Kickbot, but it's Typhoon Unit Butterfly Requiem by Ghostly Feline Games. Uh, this is a shoot 'em up. This is a it's Toho shoot 'em up. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was a Toho. Well, it looks like dude, I always bullet hell. Let me rephrase that. Not Toho. It's bullet hell. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a bullet hell game. This is a good ass game. Is it? Um, there was a game last year that I wanted to see a, an update on. I can't find the card for it, but it reminded me a lot of of this game, Typhoon Unit. But this game, you swap between three different characters. You have like your fast character, yeah. like your standard fast, uh, medium to high damage. You have your power I would say character. Medium damage. You have your power character who is super slow but super strong, can break down barriers and shit like that. And then you have your defensive character. Yeah. Does does light damage, but is like really mobile and can cancel out different. Uh, you can actually like yeah. One of the moves I saw was like, like just going through bullets and stuff like that too. Yeah. Um, it it's a good ass game. Is it that that's a really well done game too? Like for a bullet hell game, like bullet hell games need to have the tools available for you. Like it has to have 
a level of challenge. Right. It has to have a significant level of challenge, but it's like Dark Souls. If you're going to present the challenge, it has to feel like I did something wrong. Yeah. To to fuck up. Right. Rather than or I was I'm, too I'm playing a hard game for the sake. Yeah. That's what this game is. It's it's a good ass game as far as shootemats are, are concerned. The the art style looks great. You play as like these little fairies and well, yeah, little fairy butterflies and shit like that. So. Yeah. Um again, I don't play shoot 'em ups for the story, but I'm <laughs> sure it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I regret not checking that one out. I did play this next one with you though. Uh we both sat down and yeah. played this one. And uh let me pull it up. Real this quick. was actually at the behest of uh, Kiki. She was like, you have to play this game. Yeah. Uh, it's called Way of Ray. I guess I say that right. Uh, by yep. Anthro- Anthropic or Anthropic uh, Studios. Uh, and it's just yep. like a little puzzle game. Like uh, it's puzzles with like uh, very not weird, but it's very like different characters. Like they don't look like traditional characters and stuff like that. But it's just a puzzle game. I, there were a couple times where I found myself. I was like, well, crap. I just got myself locked in this area so I'd have to reset and back up on there and all that stuff. So uh but oh I I got this pretty quickly. Like it was really fun. Uh the demo was very short though, but they said they had a lot more to yeah. work on. The demo that they're showing on the website is, is different than the one that was at Magfest. Yeah. Cause the the little monster creature that you play as, it reminded me of Eduardo. Yeah. From um Foster's home. For imaginary. Friends. Oh, the big, uh, the big, uh, purple one. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, remind me a bit yeah, of that. Yeah. But this is a very, like, you have to, like, figure out, like, I can, I am not, like, if you're not the color of a gate, you can't get through that gate. So you have to go find the key. Uh, but finding the key isn't the, the thing that you need. Uh, you have to find the key and then get it back to a certain area so that you can go through a gate and all that stuff. So, uh, but no, the demo was like maybe, I mean, if, if you knew exactly what you were doing, you'd get through in like five minutes, but, uh, it's interesting. I'd like or to you, see what else if you're you- like me and you are colorblind and you don't know what to do. Yes. Yeah, might not be great for colorblind people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that one's called uh way of Ray. So check that one out. That one was pretty fun too. So, and I think that comes, our list comes to a close with that one. It does. So let's go on. Let's see what we got. What we got? We got. We got. We got. Uh, this whole episode is all just Magfest stuff. So let's go to our questions. I think we got a couple of questions. Scotty got some in for us. So uh, if you could pull them up, if I pull them up, it takes your picture away. So yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh, coming first from H2O Happy Dude. Wasn't there supposed to be a live recording at Magfest? Can we take this one? Yeah, sure. Uh. There was supposed to be one. It wasn't. So it was. I think it might have been misunderstood. We weren't going to do it at Magfest. We were going to do it in person while we were together. Uh, and then we realized we were setting up the audio with the USB mic that we were going to use because we were both going to talk into the same mic. And it sounded like hot garbage. So we didn't use it. So we decided to. Yeah, there. For a little bit of context to that, I. Uh... During the two weeks that we were on break, <laughs> I decided you decided to, to upgrade one thing first. <laughs> the intention was to upgrade my graphics card, which I did. That was no problem. Okay. I got an RTX 2070 Super. It's it's a good card. Yeah. But I had a uh 
a motherboard that wasn't able to use it at its full potential. So I didn't know this, but certain motherboards take certain RAM. Yep. Surprised. Color me surprised. Okay. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go get DDR4 RAM. Because, you know, my dumbass thinking, like, oh, I could just put DDR4 RAM into fucking anything. So I go out. I buy two sticks of DDR4 RAM. 32 gigs. Right? Yep. Go to stick that shit into my computer. First off, I'm upset that my Best Buy guy didn't fucking, like, hey, do you have a motherboard that can fit (laughs) DDR4? Nah, man. Maybe waste the gas and come back. But anyway, I buy DDR4, and I am fighting with my motherboard trying to get this bitch in. It finally clicks in. I turn it on and it just starts beeping like a bitch. Ooh. That's bad. (laughs) I'm just like, what the fuck? (laughs) So I take it out. I put the DDR3 back in and it works fine. So I'm like, good. I didn't fuck up the RAM or the motherboard. I go back and I tell him, hey, my DDR4 RAM is not working with my motherboard. And I hand him both sticks of RAM. And he's like, well, this is DDR3. I'm like, yeah, because I told you I was upgrading. He was like, oh, shit. (laughs) So you need a new motherboard. I'm like, okay, cool. So I got some high-speed, low-drag, like, Rock uh, Z97-E. You got a good motherboard. I looked at it. Alphabet. Yeah, it's a good motherboard. That's what they tell me. Um, (laughs) I go get that, and I go plug it in. But Uh, (laughs) But when I go plug it in... Uh, it don't fucking turn on. <laughs> and I tried hooking it up what I think is the right fucking way, and it don't fucking turn on. It was like, oh, you need to take the 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 core or the uh, CPU, the processor, the CPU, and put it into that new motherboard. I'm like, all right, cool. You call me while I'm so in I, the shower. <laughs> yeah, I call you while you're in the shower. I'm like, is there anything else I need? It's like, you need to- And you're just like, you need to make sure that the processor or the CPU fits into the new motherboard. I'm like, fine. I go to do it. Does it fit? Of course it doesn't. So you bought a new computer. <laughs> Essentially. So what's good is you could use all those old parts and make you a computer just for like whatever. Yeah. But I'm not fucking done. <laughs> I buy the processor. I hook that bitch in. And then it starts to work finally. Except it doesn't. It turns on, but nothing comes on. Nothing, nothing pops up. I take it to fucking Best Buy, and they're just like, oh, you didn't configure the wiring properly. So they go to do that. I wish I would have been and there because I could have done all that for you. <laughs> he's just like, oh, your boot drives aren't working. They're not recognizing the, the hard drive that has the boot info on it. So I give them the wrong hard drive and tell them, hey, focus on this one doesn't work so two days later they're like oh we finally figured it out so i finally get my computer back hold on i need water yeah i hear it i would try to tell this part of the story but i don't know it so (laughs) so i finally get my computer back everything's working at the very least yes but it feels a little slow something is off i download call of duty world war ii because i've been wanting to play that game yeah I finally play it, but every it like the game looks great. Like it looks great. Yeah. But every five to ten seconds in a cutscene, it'll pause for two seconds. In gameplay, after like five minutes of gameplay, it'll pause 
And I'm like, that's not good. It can't be the graphics card. No. It can't be the fucking RAM. I just bought that shit. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So I do a bench test on my PC, find out all three of my hard drives are failing. <laughs> when the fucking when it fucking rains, it pours with technology, man. It was the worst. The worst. So I buy an M2, I throw that bitch in there, and then you're over the house. You're like, don't worry, man. I could put the boot information on there. You spend the entire night trying to get that fucking shit working. And then come to find out my my images of Windows 10 are just old. And I was like, ah, shit, we can't use this. That means you're going to have to buy it. And I look it up. No, you can just get the free images of it, especially if you already have an activated Windows account. You can just get the free image of it, put it on a new drive, and then like log into your Microsoft account, and it updates and gives you the activation code. Shit's crazy. Because at one point last night, I had like deleted your boot order, and I went, oh, no, we're fucked. I can't <laughs> e- so if I can't even get this set up, I, we can't even go back. Like we're fucked, and uh, but I got it fixed, and I was like, like it finally booted. Like you fell asleep in the floor right behind you, and I like kicked you. Well, I was also like three beers in, and like, yeah, I had been drinking whiskey, and I kicked you. I was like, go to bed, I got this. And then the minute you stand up, I look up, and it like boots the window drive, and I was like, thank God. And you were like, why? I was like, because I thought I <laughs> fucked your computer up. <laughs> so now you have a uh, new good computer. <laughs> Yeah, I played The Witcher, and it plays perfectly. Yeah. So why is that that we didn't have? Why does that that we didn't have make, do a podcast? That's the reason? <laughs> I mean, essentially, because the thing is, is that we had two different types of mics. Yeah. And I've plugged in a USB uh, computer mic, and it does not interface well with my uh, analog yeah. AT2020 because I have it hooked up to an interface. So it would have been a shit show. So we decided to do it tonight when I got back home. So, right, and when our voices haven't recovered. Well, mine's fine, but also I haven't been talking this podcast. So, (laughs) yeah, Uh, pretty much. All right, what we got next? Uh, I need to wrap it up. Uh, Scotty, he's got five shit. He always does. Yep. Is Game Over really on par with Evolver? So I didn't watch Game Over, and you didn't watch Evolver. Okay, so you had. You had positive things to say about There are positive Evolver, things right? in Evolver, yes. Okay, there's nothing good about Game Over. There it is. Evolver's better. <laughs> there's nothing good about Evolver's that game. Evolver's like E.T. Mix meets the Terminator, and somehow it's funny. <laughs> okay, like, Game Over was like a scrapped script for a porno, and then they were just like, wow, nobody wants to, wants to fuck to this movie. <laughs> We'll just get actors. That's terrible. I don't want to watch it. I'm looking at it on my desktop right now because I have it, but I don't want to watch it. Yeah, because I said it to you. Yeah. You need to watch it. You are the one. I don't want to. I wasn't on that podcast. (laughs) You could be it. I don't want to be it. I don't want to be the Neo of you. I don't want to be the Neo of you. I don't want your life. (laughs) What's the next Uh Number two, why do we ever try to plan anything on a convention weekend? Because we're just we're crazy. fucking stupid. We're crazy. We we hope for the best and just get dished the worst because, you know, there's so much shit that goes on on a convention weekend. 
we want to like hang out and do real shit, but like the convention goes on and you know, you also want to feel like you're getting your money's worth too. Yeah. Like you run around and try to do as much as you can. I'm trying to do shit for both Scrubverse and Mega Vision. My feet just hurt. And I'm just, (laughs) yeah, I'm trying to do a hundred things at once and enjoy yourself and and enjoy yourselves. It's a, it's a hard, it's a hard balance. Yeah. Uh, what was the best cosplay at Magfest? There was a couple. I, okay, I got two. the The Mandalorians two were really good. Yeah, that that one Mandalorian chick was really the one cool. where she had a. It sat, We were like, "How did you get your voice to sound like that?" She goes, "I have a Bluetooth speaker, or I have a Bluetooth mic in this helmet, and then it's coming to this speaker that's right here on my hip." We were like, "What? <laughs> that's awesome! So cool!" Also, the thick Aku was good too. <laughs> Yeah, think Aku was cool. Um, I caught uh, a cosplay of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Is that what that blue guy was? Yeah. Okay. That was really good. Uh, I forget the blue guy's name, but uh, Pyra. The chick, yeah. There was two Pyras and, like, the main antagonist of, uh, of the game. There was a cool Majora's Mask, too. Or Skull Kid. I saw the Skull Kid. He was cool. There was a couple Skull Kids, so. But no, there was a lot of really good uh, cosplays there. Like, even Ashley's yeah. and AJ's were cool. They did like a, uh, they did a spin on like, they did like a formal version of like Pikachu and Raichu. And mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. And I looked at AJ. That was, that was I looked cute. at his uh, suit that he was wearing. And I was like, dude, like, it's the exact colors of Charizard, too. You could make a Charizard one. He's like, oh, fuck, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, this weekend, my dream of seeing someone butt naked and fucking in a hotel window, I'm still on the search. It sounds weird. I don't care. I've always said, I don't care if it's I, anybody. Love is love. So, I just want to see it. I remember me and Tiff in a, oh, no. uh, in a hotel room. <laughs> we caught someone fucking. And uh, we just sat down and watched. Got pops of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Show us your sat balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was from. Now, now I, I found know. the podcast title. There you go. How's that going to work on iTunes? <laughs> it's not. I'm going to have to like spell it differently. <laughs> uh, proudest restraint moment of what? To what would have been a waste of money at Magfest? A waste of money? Yeah. So I restrained myself from buying that giant six foot. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that would have been a waste. Star though. Destroyer. Mm, that's still $300. I mean, 150 on the Predator figure, maybe. 120 on Symphony of the Night. <laughs> I mean,. You actually are getting a game. That's true. With one hundred and twenty dollars, there was a lot of games at that one. I could buy a, I could buy a three DO with three hundred dollars. There was a lot of games. My biggest regret of not buying was that Bloodborne print. I should have bought that Bloodborne print. You should have. I, I got the card though, so I'm gonna look up there uh, online. Maybe I can order it and have it shipped to my house. But that, oh, something I want to bring up because you know I brought up the three DO. We went to the console museum uh, like the video game console yeah, museum yeah, yeah. so super street fighter 2 uh tournament edition was on the 3do oh yeah 
3DO has five buttons. What? <laughs> 3DO has three face buttons and two shoulder buttons. Any Street Fighter game you've ever played requires six buttons. Yeah. One, they have one less, and the two punch buttons are on the shoulder. Ugh. Yeah, it's bad. That's gross. The only character that you're able to play as efficiently is Chung Lee. Because of kicks. Because all she does is kicks. Yeah. That's funny. But by the way, that game is fucking gorgeous on the 3DS. Is it? I'll have to check it out. Uh, it It's probably the best looking version. Jesus. That game is there's absolutely like 85 beautiful. versions. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of them. But no, look up the 3DO version. That game is absolutely gorgeous. Man, I can't think of really like a biggest regret. Like if I would have bought something, it would have been a regret. Yeah. There was some stuff at that one video game place that's just like superly overpriced. They had a lot of limited run stuff that they were hiking the price up of. So, I mean, it's it's like I said, you pay a premium when you go to yeah. the cons and these people people will fucking price gouge you. Yeah, real bad. Oh, no. Uh the $100 on the Sonic that would have been the hundred dollars Sonic that you saw, Sonic One in collected box, uh, complete in box. Oh, that would have been oh a regret. Yeah, or Mutant Hockey League for one hundred and ten dollars. Uh, nothing was worse than that Sonic complete in box. Yeah, that was absolutely because like even Factory Sealed isn't a hundred dollars. No, it's seventeen. Wow! Wow! I, wow! That you want to talk about a scumbag seller? Fuck that guy. Wow, that yeah, that would have been bad. So, I don't know, I, I don't know man. Let's finish it up. I'm tired. <laughs> um, best part of Magfest? Uh, just hanging out with friends. Probably the Killer Queen stuff. Like that was really fun. I never played a game before like that. The if we could go through individually, I would pick Connor because of that fucking joke. And like Connor was just like really fucking funny this weekend, man. <laughs> but he was just hanging out with everybody again. That was awesome. Like even if it was a good even if time. Magfest wasn't even happening, but we all just hung out. We had a good time. We all went went out and had dinner, and that was fun. It's always hilarious to see you and Powell just rip on each other because of military services and all that stuff. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Just the whole thing was awesome. It was super super fun. And yeah, I just like hanging out with everyone. Yeah. We all get along. Yep. So. Uh. It's too well happy, dude. Threw one more in. What is, what did you want to do at Magfest that you could not do? I wanted to do the Anarchy Reigns tournament. <laughs> there was not Anarchy Reigns at all at the console room. I'm gonna have to. That's really surprising. I'm gonna have to contact Magfest next year and be like, "Look, this is what we, we need. need we need Anarchy Reigns, and I will like it's. It'll be fucking hype, but we need a lot of systems. <laughs> yeah, get it for the 360." No, you you got well, but uh, yeah, land, yeah, land. You could probably do better with that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no anarchy um, reigns. Like, uh, and then I guess I really did want to do the podcast, but it is what it is. Uh, I wanted to try out the Dungeons and Dragons Adventurers League. Oh, you didn't get to Adventurers League? Yeah, yeah. Like Adventurers League is a lot of fun. It's like mini quests. You're handed cool. like a little thing. You sit down with five strangers, and sometimes you compete with other tables because you want to collect the most points based off of your objectives. Right. And 
a lot of those uh, campaigns are specifically made for those cons. It's really cool. That's cool. I regret not going to the concerts either. I should have went to those. Yeah. Those would have been, at least those two, those would have been really good. Oh, I also regret not signing up early enough for uh, Danny Wise's signature for my on my Donkey oh, Kong yeah. Country 2 cartridge. But from what I heard, he's there a lot, like almost every year, so I could probably get it done again. So, mm-hmm. But no, overall, good experience. Uh, officially one year since we and Mega Visions have met, so that was pretty cool too. Uh, yep. So not a one-year anniversary of Scrubverse yet, but one-year anniversary of us. Like, that was the the kingdom. That was the Square Enix Nintendo meet, like meeting yeah. of uh, of our companies. So that was pretty cool. But I'm very tired. I'm, like, extremely tired. I had very long flights today. My first flight was three hours. I slept the entire – I kept waking up because I knew I was sleeping with my mouth open. Because my, I would wake up and my throat was just dry. I was like, "Sorry for y'all, y'all listening to me having to snore," because I know it was happening. But it's all right. I'm good to be back. Uh, it's about to be really busy for me though. I'm going to Austin in two days. I'll be there for a week and a half. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. My streams are going to be canceled for the next week and a half. I've got some stuff I'm working on. I still got the takeover. I'm going to contact Matt and be like, "Hey, man, I haven't forgot about you." Just real life got in the way. Uh, working on it. Hopefully, I'd like to get it done by end of January. Get that done. One of the first things for February would be posting it out, getting that good to go. Uh, other than that, things I got going on coming up. Uh, that's it. Like until we like, I'll I have to. We're, I'm going to be recording an episode while in Austin, so that's going to be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Because I have to stay over the weekend. Yeah. So, um, I've got a lot of writing ahead of me. I'm going to be doing the uh, the post Magfest article on Mega Visions. Okay. I am also writing up the script for the Magfest 2020 video, which will be the first video that we've done in a year, and it'll yep. be the Kickstarter for everything else that we'll do moving forward. Yep. Um, reach out to me I on also, reach out to me on stuff that you write, and I'll bounce shit back to you. Um, I also have to start planning for future cons because I do plan on going to too many games. And now I'm also going to the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. That's your neck of the woods. Yep. That's my stomping grounds. Don't drop those pizzas up there. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. You're the one that I think you said wicked smart. While we're this weekend, and I was like, dude, he's like, I'm sorry, it comes out sometimes. <laughs> uh, but that's about it. That's all we got, man. We, to it. What we got? New year, same us. If you still listen to us? We got a lot of shit coming out, so be ready for it. Yep. So, everybody, take it easy and happy new year. Have a good one. <laughs>